I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ben Elwood and I have popped the roids, we've drunk the darkness, and meditated on what it takes to be a motherfucking hero as we finally discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League. My name is Justin Hamilton, and you can stick it in your mother box here on Big Squid. for joining me for this special Justice League podcast. I know most people were super keen to get their thoughts out there immediately, and that's just not how we roll here. I know there are shows out there that will get bigger numbers because they record their thoughts even before they fully comprehended what was going on with Jared Leto's Joker, but Ben and I deliberately pushed against any need to get the podcast out there immediately. We wanted to think about it. We wanted to let it sit. Then Ben told me I had to watch the Joss Whedon version with Snyder's back-to-back, and that sounded like a terrible idea, but I did it, and you know what? It was actually a great suggestion in the end. It was really informative. This will be, in some parts, the most negative you hear us on this podcast, but there is also a lot of positivity. We do point out stuff we like, and that's what comes with taking your time. I think it might have been a little bit more negative if we just recorded immediately. But because we did the comparison and you know what? I would rather see one person's complete vision than something that's compromised by heaps of other people sticking their fingers in, you know? So, but (laughs) we do kind of get a bit worked up at certain points. So anyway, I have to be honest. I laughed a lot in this podcast. Towards the end, like, we do go off on a bit of a tangent. If 
if your attention wavers, you might think, what are they talking about? Why has this language gotten so fruity? But Ben and I have very specific ideas on superheroes and how they should be presented not should be, but how we like them to be presented. Everyone's interpretation is valid, but this was not one for us and the stuff that's just a little bit dark. Anyway, (laughs) I did really enjoy recording this. Uh, Before we launch into the podcast, if you live in Sydney, our next live show is happening on May 2nd at Giant Dwarf from 5pm and is entitled, Can We Still Enjoy It? And we're going to be discussing all sorts of different artists and also personal stories that are funny to us, even if they lean into the darker side of life. Our lineup includes Richard Feidler, Alice Fraser, Rob McManus, Angela Fouapierre, AJ Lamar, Georgia Mooney, Alexi Toliopoulos and Ben Elwood. You can find tickets at the Giant Dwarf website. Uh, I'm sorry we're not live streaming this one, but we will get back to that for future live shows. The last one was just a little bit stressful and it kind of stopped me from being 100% present. So I just wanted to get this one right and uh, we'll look at live streaming, especially for everyone who's overseas so they can check it out as well. But we will record this and at some point we will release this. But if you're in Sydney, we would love you to come down. You know, the more you come to these kinds of shows and therefore it's financially viable, we can put on more of them. And so if you're Humming and ahhing, you know, we'd just love it if you uh, came and uh, checked it out. They're relatively expensive shows to put on. That's none of your concern, but, you know, to do these things right, you have to spend a bit of money. So we'd love to see you in person. The first two have been heaps of fun. This one will be slightly different to those two, but, you know, like, it's a cracking lineup, and uh, I think we are going to have uh, a lot to discuss Gus. Uh, also, if you live elsewhere in other cities, let us know if you'd like us to bring Big Squid to your town. We'd love to have an excuse to travel. Uh, so, yeah, just let us know. Put your hand up. Let us know where you are. Ben and I would love to have an excuse to bring it down. All right. Let's do this. It is time to discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League. Thank you. 
for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. said the age of heroes would never come again. It will. It has to. We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Have you ever heard or seen or been across that podcast where they review the movie Heat one minute at a time? No. Yeah. No, no, no. I've heard of a podcast where they watch the same movie oh, uh, every week for a year and then review it. Yeah, that was Guy Montgomery. Oh, and, what was the movie? Uh, it was... What was the movie? So there was um, yeah. Grown Ups 2, which they watched for <laughs> a right. year. And then I remember they then followed that up with Sex and the City 2. And oh. I remember I remember about four months into it seeing Guy. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Uh, I really liked the guy I did it with as well, and I can't think of his name. But I remember seeing Guy and saying, how's it going? And he's like, mate, like, Grown Ups 2 is like 90 minutes. This movie's like two and a half fucking hours. <laughs> and it was such a... He was really struggling. I thought I'd punish myself watching Cats 10 times for my podcast. Oh, That's man. fucking out of control. Every week for a week. Yeah. So we're going to do Zack Snyder's Justice League 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> Until one of us has a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Or one of us is dead. Yeah. 10 years from now. All right. Let's get... Before we get into it properly, yeah. give me your hot take uh, on... Um, your initial thoughts, just on Zack just, Snyder's on Zack Justice Snyder's. League. Yeah, because I before we get into it, just a let's get that out. The it's way. the most overindulgent, narcissistic movie I've ever seen in my life. It's horrible, and I'm so glad that it exists. Right, I'm so this this shit is catnip for me. I love this is my my. Fa- other than good movies, right. my favourite genre of movie is the $700 million absolute clusterfuck disaster. The Hobbit trilogy is a great example of that. Batman vs. Superman is a great example of that. And now we, and obviously the original uh, Joss Whedon Justice League. Yes. But now we've got the Snyder on, on top of that. And I just, I love it. I love watching movies where it's like, how, the, what, who, yes. how was there no restraint? Why didn't anyone step in? Obviously, Cats, another one for me, a yes. big one, you know. But yeah, this is uh, it, it's it's. I've watched it twice, so I've done eight hours of it, and uh, I, I I don't know. It's it, it's tonally all over the place. Yes, it's. Um, <laughs> I mean, the fact that the movie opens with beloved children's character Superman screaming in his death throes for right. about five minutes straight as his screams echo through the planet. I mean, it, Zack Snyder's insane. He gets crazy. That's... So, I feel the same way about the movie <laughs> Southland Tales. Oh, yeah. Uh, Southland Tales, which I hear they were there was some report that they were going to give it a director's cut and I was all in on that yep. as well. Still one of the great trailers 
and yeah. and the movie that doesn't live up to the trailer. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it is. Uh. So I'm. This is something that you don't hear from me too often, but I am so fucking angry with you because not only did I rewatch the Zack Snyder version, I watched the Joss Whedon one again. <laughs> they have to be watched together. They do have they to be watched. They must be watched in conjunction. Yes, and that was such a long day. And I, <laughs> Why are you angry at me? Because you made the suggestion and I thought it was a good suggestion and then I did it. And I reckon I put on about... 13 stone because I was just eating my way through it. Stress eating. Oh, <laughs> all the emotions. Yep. Yep. Better have another stress sandwich. Why did Wonder Woman just kill that guy? I'm like, why? <laughs> so what a what a journey. And But I, I will say, yeah. and I'm glad we didn't, because everyone wanted to get their thoughts out there immediately. Yeah. And I'm glad that we didn't do that Mm -hmm. we didn't even really talk about it too much up front and I allowed it to kind of sit for a while and also I think it was it was a good suggestion to rewatch the Joss Whedon one because at the very least and this is almost an ethos of this podcast for better and worse it is his vision Zack Snyder's vision yeah yeah fuck yeah and I would rather see someone's vision that is uncompromised Mm -hmm. And a fucking mess yep. than the abomination that that Joss Whedon cut is. Yeah, I think uh, if, 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 if Zack Snyder's Justice League achieved anything, it was... I mean, everyone panned Joss Whedon's Justice League. Yeah. But seeing the full four-hour Randian nightmare that Zack Snyder came up with, <laughs> it really, it really crystallises how fucking terrible that weed and cut really is on every level. And, right. and that's obviously, you know, it, it's rare to have something that you know 100% confirmed 1000% or it's like, this is really bad. And, you know, the, the, the studio meddling, the colour correction, these lame attempts to turn it tonally into something that it never was. Like, it's really... I think that's why this has to be watched in conjunction with each other. It's fascinating to see how different a movie that the two things are yes. and how little of Zack Snyder's stuff is in the Whedon cut yes and the like the absolute I was so perplexed during so many of because the, there's there's some scenes in the Snyder cut that are really great right really great action scenes right. Wonder Woman's entrance is fantastic yeah Flash running back through time is wonderful and yes. it's like why did you cut those bits out right these are great and is it just because oh there's such Snyder stereotypical Snyder scenes that I can't have them in my movie because everyone will know that I didn't do that. It's, uh, maybe. it's amazing. Well, it's it's also interesting to rewatch the Whedon version in the post Whedon is an awful human being world mm. that we live in too. And you do... I actually feel like that's a really potentially fair assumption that he he couldn't direct those kinds of scenes we've seen his Mm. versions of action Avengers is uh, a fun movie but in many regards is prototypical Joss Whedon in that fuck it takes a long time to get going yeah takes a long time to get going Mm. and Event, and when you kind of look back on some of it it's it's a bit rote it's just that you have really good Characters, and you also have actors who are feeling really confident. Like, you know, mm. when you watch fucking Robert Downey Jr. with the swagger he has in that first film yeah. and, and how everyone orbits him, right. it's, 
it's amazing. And then you watch Age of Ultron, which realistically has only become interesting in hindsight because they've built off it 100%. in interesting ways. The only way that's a good, a, de- a, a great movie to watch now is as though you have been reading comic books for 10 years and you'd always miss that linchpin back issue that kind of ties everything together. It's only a good movie to watch in light of everything else. It's, fuck, yes. Well, aren't you paying for yourself today? This is just, <laughs> what a perfect way to describe it. It is, it is you at the comic store flicking through mm. the row of comics and then you go, holy oh. shit, this is the one where Corvac kills the Avengers. Yeah. Oh, this is how um, Vision got created. Yeah. Oh, okay. That character that I really like from WandaVision, this yeah. is how he came into it. This is the issue where Count Nefaria gets Superman powers and <laughs> takes on Thor and the Vision after wiping out the Avengers. <laughs> I've got heaps of memories of yeah. flicking through and finding that issue yeah. that finishes that run. Totally. And that's what that movie yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that, it, so it's, it's a... It's it's a great bridging chapter. Yes. It, it achieves what it was always trying to achieve, but couldn't in 2000 and whatever year it came out, 15. Yes. Uh, you know, all these allusions to Thor Ragnarok and yep. cramming way too many characters in and all of it. But, you know, it's it's kind of fun now. Yeah, that, that scene that he fought for, which was the really boring scene of yep. everyone on the farm... Yep is only important now because it gives us that great beginning to totally. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Is there an, that's, that's an interesting thing. Is there, is there another movie in a franchise that is better after the fact? Right. It, it, I don't it, know. Or, or even decent after the fact. Yeah, or more important yeah. after the fact. Because at the time, you, I remember walking out of Age of Ultron going, oh, I really lost all of the fun stuff out of the first one. You've got to wonder if that's part of Kevin Feige's master plan. If he kind of sat there for six years going, oh, everyone hated Ultron, I'll show them. Yeah. I'll make it the most important movie out of all of them. I like actually respect him more if that's the case. Yeah, very good. So taking that into account and everything we know about Weird Now, did were most of those changes made not not because he had a vision, but because it was a spiteful thing, mate, because he couldn't live up to certain aspects of what Snyder could do. Because, yeah. like, couldn't you have left a lot of those things and added your pithy little, oh, yeah, here's a little pop culture joke that Whedon yeah, likes to do? Yeah, I think so. I, look, I, who knows what's in the mind of anyone, but uh, I always... <laughs> I think the most... Tell- the Rosetta Stone to the Joss, Joss Whedon Justice League is the shot in the opening montage... Mm. Uh, which is um, there's two very hateful things in it, and they become more obvious after the after the Snyder cut. But uh, I, you'll remember that the the Whedon cut starts with a montage, uh, and I believe I can't remember what song it's set to. Maybe Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. But it's a very stereotypical yeah. J- Zack Snyder oeuvre yeah. of you know, and there's uh, and it's not actually directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. It's a Whedon montage. Yeah. And there's people mourning Superman. Yeah. And there's a scene of two skinheads trashing a supermarket. And there is, it goes into ultra slow motion of the oranges flying through the air. Yeah. And I feel like that's Joss Whedon going, yeah, all right, we'll throw some Zack Snyder slow-mo into it. Yes. But it's a parody of. It's yes. oranges flying through the air. It's so unnecessary. Yes. And, then, <laughs> and then right after that, there's a, a shot of a homeless man sitting uh, against a wall holding a sign says, I tried. And that's the exact moment that it says directed by 
Joss Whedon comes up. The director's credit comes up next to the oh, image of a homeless right. guy holding a sign saying, I tried. And I can't believe that that's accidental. Right. I think that's on, him. He, Joss Whedon doesn't get the director's oh, sorry, sorry, credit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the director credit comes up yeah. at the... You're right. It's, it does yeah. say Zack Snyder. But it's, the director comes up next to a sign saying, I tried. And I feel like that's just a hateful little uh, eh, twist yeah. of the knife. Like, hey, I, you know, I, got, I, I tried, guys. I tried to save this mess of a movie that Zack Snyder made. And, you know, yes. don't blame me if it's shit. Yeah. Yes. It really feels like that. So I feel like there's a lot of hateful little things like that. But I also think it was a studio mandate where they were just panicking, going, right. fuck this direction we've picked of <laughs> this nightmare universe is not great and we need to be the Avengers. And so just ratchet up the colour, chuck in some pithy things of Aquaman sitting on the rope and right. telling Superman she's got a great rack or whatever yeah. awful thing it was. And that'll make it the Avengers. It is... The problem is that the the direction they've chosen probably has the most... It doesn't have the widest appeal, but it has probably the most vocal fan base. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the confusion starts to really kick in. Totally. It's a shame as well. Uh, by the way, just as a little aside, I just thought of this. I, I met Joss Whedon once when he was up here doing a thing and uh, and Will Anderson was hosting it. Mm. And he said, oh, why don't you come out to lunch for us? We went out for lunch and Will at first was a bit like, fuck, these guys know heaps more about comics and I'm not getting to chat. <laughs> but I knew that the character of Hawkeye was in trouble when we were talking about the Avengers because I've been such a fan. I said, oh, Hawkeye, yeah. how cool is that going to be? Because that's your, that's your Han Solo. Yeah. And Joss said, no, 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 Tony Stark's our Han Solo. And I was like, but, but then what's Hawkeye? <laughs> and it turns out Hawkeye has been not much. Not much at all. Because Hawkeye is the guy who has the chip on the shoulder because he has the skill set that doesn't really compete with the living legend World War II super soldier and the thunder god and the guy in the iron suit but is also heaps of fun and is always questioning everyone else because of the chip on his shoulder and always feeling like he's picked on and going his own way and a perfect audience point of view character for a fantastical world yes he's the guy that everyone in the audience is the powerless person Yes. Mm. Anyway, I love that. That Hawkeye is one of my favourites when he's always calling Cap old man and, <laughs> you know, anyway. So, yes, the Joss Whedon. But the Joss Whedon, like I, it's funny, there were there were definite times in the Zack Snyder cut that mm. I was bored shitless. Oh, yeah. But I could barely remember anything of the Joss Whedon version. No, but the, I mean, the Joss, the, the Joss Whedon version has no character arcs. No stakes. They make yep. absurd decisions that, uh, you know, th- th- you're told that these mother boxes are the most important things in the universe and if the enemy gets a, a hold on them, it's the end of the world and then they just leave it lying on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just takes it and is like, oh, he got the mother box. Oh. 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 This is sadness. What? Um, so it's... The way this podcast normally works for anyone who's coming along for the first time, we we talk about the movie and then we have a part called Squid Bits where oh, yeah. we go into changes or behind-the-scenes stuff, etc. Uh, we'll still keep it that way, but Squid Bits is going to be turning up and down oh, and yes. we might have to go to them because it's in, of course. important. This whole movie's discussion. a Squid Bit. Yeah, that whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have the Squid Bit cut. We'll be shorter. <laughs> 
Okay, so in my pages of notes, the one word that keeps popping up is why. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? There's so many... Why is this happening? Why is that... Even the best parts of the movie at times don't make sense to me. So I'm going to throw my first why out there to you. Why is Bruce so free and easy with his alter ego these days? Everyone in the village Aquaman hangs yes. out with knows that he's Batman. Lex Luthor knows it. He doesn't visit the Flash as Batman. He just fucking hangs out in the dark as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have to be honest, when it turned out that Deathstroke didn't know, all I could think was, how fucking lame is Deathstroke? Yeah, totally. <laughs> what kind of mercenary? <laughs> Everyone else knows. The people in the village know. I know. That's what pisses me off about it. Well, not, it's just, it, it, again, so ridiculous. Because at some point in the movie, you assume, oh, this is like... Uh, uh, you know, whatever. This is like a Steve Rogers situation. Everyone right. in the world knows that Bruce Wayne's Batman because he's not making any effort to... I mean, Wonder Woman's calling him Bruce while he's wearing the, the costume. Mate, he, he, he not only doesn't give a shit that uh, she's calling him Bruce, yeah. he doesn't give a shit that when he sees Superman, he's telling her, hey, Clark, how's it going? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Just because you're free and easy with your alter ego, Mate. maybe not everyone else is on board. And also, when Superman turned up for the first time and he's freaking out, why didn't he say, hey, uh, your mum's Martha, my mum's yeah, Martha. Martha. Do you remember that? Do you remember we had that in common? <laughs> and then at least, at least, at least people would have thought, why is Bruce Wayne, who we all know as Batman, yelling his dead mother's name at Superman? <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine that is the after credits bit. The cops, yeah, like you, you know, Bruce. Sorry, he's in his Batman persona. Yeah. He just kept yelling his dead mother's name at Superman, and then Superman calmed down. Oh fuck, that's weird. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just. I, it's just such. This is just such a small unimportant part of the movie that that also begins the unravelling of it. It's not unimportant because it's not consistent. If yes. it was consistent, you'd fucking fine. Yes. But it's not consistent because there's a scene where Flash and Bruce Wayne get off their aircraft carrier and the bat signal's in the air and Flash and Flash goes, oh, it's your signal. Oh, shh, I'm sorry, that's a secret. No, it's not a secret. It's Everyone not a secret. It's Batman. Why are you keeping it a secret? So there's no... It's, yes. This is the problem. He makes these great... He makes these huge, bold choices. Batman yes. kills. Batman doesn't hide his identity. All these things. Wonder Woman kills. She didn't yeah. have to fucking atomize that guy in front of all those children. Jesus. She kills a guy in front of a bunch all of children right. and yeah. then turns around and goes, you can be like me if you want when you grow up. What, a fucking mass murderer? What are you talking about? She's murdered that guy. But... But then the next scene, she's like ultra compassionate. So there's yes. no consistency. Yes, it's it's th that's what's infuriating about it. Fine, yes. if Bruce Wayne is like Tony Stark and everyone knows that he's Batman, that's a fine, fine. That's a choice. Yes, make it a choice, but yes. make it a consistent. Make choice. it a consistent choice. You can't have the fucking world's greatest assassin at the end of the movie not know that fucking Bruce Wayne is Batman. What, when when did when did everyone find that out? It's like when my friend Limo finally discovered that Flake is Shark and he was in shock. Well, how long? everyone known that uh, like forever Limo forever and that's Deathstroke is Limo that's what is going on here what do how long has he been Bruce Wayne? How long has he been Batman? It's Fuck. Like in, it's like in Batman versus Superman when fucking Clark Kent, the world's greatest reporter, shows up at a party. And yeah. He's like, and Bruce Wayne pulls up in his fucking Ferrari, and Clark Kent goes, "Who's that? Oh yeah, who's that? <laughs> who's that? It's fucking Bruce Wayne, the world's most famous billionaire. Then Elon and Musk. Everyone knows his Batman. Yeah. yeah. Then Elon Musk turns up. Who's that? Oh, Jeff Bezos. Who's that? 
Bill Gates. I'm like, I know I'm a journalist, but sorry, I just I just do sport for Smallville. Oh, like dude. I've got no idea. These, this is why these movies are, is catnip for me because it's not just it's not just one or two weird decisions. Every yeah. decision is wrong. Every yeah. nothing makes it. Another another line in Batman vs Superman that's my favorite. <laughs> At, in, during the big battle with fucking Doomsday, suddenly yeah. Wonder Woman shows up and Superman looks at Batman and goes, "Is she with you?" And Batman goes. I thought she was with you. It's like, no, she is with you, Batman. Yeah. She's been with you the whole movie. Why? Yes. Why are you suddenly confused? Yes. It's crazy. Yeah, you, you like <laughs> Zack Snyder coming in hot with the quip. Yeah. And it's like, but do, do you remember the rest of the movie? Come on, brother. I know. Also, actually, just before we get more into the fun <laughs> part of it, like the, the reason the Snyder's left is a fucking terrible reason. And oh. that was also what... Uh, th- this is just getting back to your Whedon point. Yeah. That also makes what Whedon did with that movie even more incomprehensible from an empathetic point just of view. Point of view. <laughs> yeah, don't you think? Like, if, yeah. he's, if he's putting up I Tried when Zack Snyder's name comes up and those people are fucking... <laughs> going through a really hard time yeah. for a really in, very fair fucking reason. Mm. Fuck you, Joss Whedon. Yeah, what well, is that thing? And by the way, it's Josh. Like, it, put an H in, yeah, No, Josh. it's not. Anyway. Joss. <laughs> Joss. Joss sounds like more of a, a wank. Like, I, I, I do <laughs> Apologies want, I, to Josses out there. <laughs> Sorry, Joss. Uh, I would love to know. I would love to read the book. You know, the, like, you know, the down and dirty pictures. You know, um, what's that um, 70s book? Raging Bulls, yeah. Easy Riders. Like, yeah. a book like that about the whole DCEU yep uh, big capes tied underwear oh please <laughs> fucking ride it Hamo do the research because I would love to know like clear, from my interpretations obviously nothing is uh, true or false because we don't know but I interpret the Whedon cut as he gets he got given whatever uh, 50 million dollars right. to basically fix quote unquote the film yeah but I I don't know how much of it is him and how much of it is DC and how much of it is the studio. I think it's this whole Hydra and he clearly resents the job. Yes. You know, those hateful jabs. There's not the other hateful jabs. He's making fun of the movie within the movie. Yes. And that's... That's shit. That's like the late stage Simpsons admitting that they're shit. And it's like, no, 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 you don't get a free pass because you're admitting that you're bad. Yeah. Like, just try to be good. Yes. Either try to be good or just do your fucking job. Yeah. And don't make like Or that, don't do it. Or don't do it. You know, you got money, you're fine. And and you know, ultimately this turned out to be the worst decision he ever fucking made because it revealed him for who he is to the wider world. Right. Um so you know, it was this Faustian bargain that he made. But it like in in the Whedon cut that that line um and admittedly it's funny in isolation, but it, it's another example of his resentment towards the project when um Superman picks up Batman and goes, "Tell me do you bleed? And then throws him on the ground and Batman's like, yep, yep, someone's definitely bleeding. Like he's Abbott and Costello or something. Right. You know, and that's so clearly a response to how much that line was made fun of on the internet. Like yeah. it's so snarky and... It is, uh, snarky's a good word. It's it is, just, it's just full of the snark. Mm. And just, also there's just moments in that <laughs> Joss Whedon version yeah. where it's like... <laughs> Batman's rolling around on the grass and you're going, that's like a painted floor. What is happening here? Yep, definitely bleeding. <laughs> like, what is going on? But it's true. I hadn't thought of that before, probably because you're a more empathetic person than I am, but how, how hateful that is in 
the context of yeah. why the Snyders left the yeah, project. They, yeah, they you're left, right. They really left for a really serious reason really and a very nasty. upsetting and awful reason. Mm. And then Joss Whedon comes in and goes, oh, look at me, I made Buffy. Now, that was good for like four seasons and I've been riding high ever since. Mm. Oh, I made Avengers. Oh, I made something that made stacks of money. And then yeah. it's like, yeah. and then I had a nervous breakdown. Did he have a nervous breakdown? Yeah, remember he had a nervous breakdown. Well, like, you know, like I don't mean a literal nervous breakdown, but he had so much trouble with Age of Ultron because, oh, you yeah, know, he yeah, wanted, his, wanted his farm scene in and then the compromise was putting Thor having a having a shower in the cave. Yeah, and, right. and The slow motion hair flicking back. It's like, you know, <laughs> the Russos do a much better job with heaps more characters. Yeah. Like that Captain America Civil War, when you watch that, you know, like that's got way too many characters and not everyone is a hundred percent but there's little arcs yeah it's one of the best of the of the series good, that's for sure good Robert Downey Jr. in that as well because you get him angry you know you get it's him rubbing. angry and you get you know you get Chris Evans having to justify poor decisions and oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah definitely um, anyway Joss Whedon boo <laughs> it's official has there been a bigger fall from grace Never trust someone who comes out and says there's something that is uh, an ally. Do you know what I mean? Because he used to come out and say, hey, I'm a feminist. Yeah. And it's like, well, like, I don't know. That trope's becoming more widely known, right? The the louder you bang on about how fucking progressive and and accepting and all that. It's like, nah, you're shadowboxing demons. If you you need to, you know, I don't walk around going, hey, did you know that I'm not a murderer? Yeah. I've never murdered anyone. Not once. All right. What are you trying to tell me? Yeah, it is. I I know you're doing that as an example for a moment. I was like, this is my last podcast. What is happening here? But just that, you know, oh, I'm not racist. You didn't think you were. I don't know why you're telling me you're not racist. Mate, I just asked if you wanted a coffee. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, no, no, I'll have it black. See? See? I have my coffee black because I'm not racist. Won't have have it black with white. Calm down, Joss. You you piece of shit. Uh, it's funny, oh, it, the cyborg storyline as well. It's yeah. like, imagine being that actor and just going to seeing the movie and going, uh, excuse me? Yeah, you can see why that guy was as pissed off as he is. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, absolutely. So here's one of my major, major issues oh. with this movie. And there's, I'm sure, I don't know if anyone else is talking about this, but I love this character. This movie makes a fundamental mistake for me with Lois Lane. Lois should be mm. the funniest and smartest woman in the world. Yep. And that's why Superman loves her. Yep. And she should be comfortable with being vulnerable with him and strong when he needs her. And I just don't think Lois would leave work and go to the memorial every day. Personally, this is how I would have done her storyline. I would have had her working harder than ever and putting herself in Bearing positions her, yep. that were dangerous. Then you get... Mark Kent coming over saying, hey, I've left lots of messages and I'm worried about you and yep. you, need to, you need to breathe and it's okay to be sad. And yep. then you have this... Yep, 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 so yep. you can still have that scene and then not have her inexplicably turn into the fucking Martian Manhunter, yeah, which of- makes me want to go back to Man of Steel and just point at him going, hey, there's yeah. heaps of super-powered Kryptonians. Now is a good time for you to help <laughs> this poor bastard out. Or even in this movie. The in this movie, being taken over and you're pretending not to be the guy. Well, why are you in this movie? Why are you in this movie? And then you That's turn such up- an awful design, such an ugly, hateful oh, design yeah, that was. Yeah, Martian Manhunter has always been one of my favourites of yes, all the DC yes. characters, and it's it's so appalling how oh. hard done by he is. Ah, oh, like just 
taken a beating in this mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Turns up at the end, and like, what I love is I've Bruce. Bruce has a fucking panic dream and, and suddenly wakes up, thinks I've really. Should have put my bat mouth guard in And then walks out Goes Fucking hell It's a green floating guy He says Yeah I've been here for ages And, and then flies off And Bruce goes Oh fuck alright Goes back to bed <laughs> Your parents would be Very proud of you How, how do you know About all this What are you like, What's well, going why, on Why does a man, Martian Manhunter Know who Bruce Wayne is And fucking Clark Kent doesn't <laughs> So yeah. the, 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 You're right The lowest The lowest depiction Is oh. terrible Yes uh, And I think you know, Amy like Adams. so much in this fucking universe. Yeah. Uh, you have not shown me how much they love each other to justify her wandering around in a fucking haze, unable to do anything but cry at the memorial. Like, yes. we had one scene in the last movie where they make out in a bathtub. All right. The, 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 the two actors have no chemistry. Like, I don't believe that they're fucking in love with each other. I don't believe that this alien god looks at this depiction of Lois Lane and goes, oh, you're the reason that I want to not fucking go rogue and destroy the world. No, I just don't believe any of that. Like, Amy Adams is such a good actor that in the movie American Hustle, Mm. when... At the start of the film, remember that movie? You've seen... I've never seen this movie. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry. Do you mind if I give something away? I don't give a shit. So, this movie cops a little bit of shit because everyone has really bad hair in it and it's a bit like, oh, look at actors putting on crazy wigs. But I I think it's a really funny film. And Christian Bale has this awful fucking comb over. And at the very start of the film, you see him putting his comb over into place (laughs) and it's really meticulous and I think it's a really funny scene. And then he goes into this room and uh, this cop played by... um, Oh God! What's the actor's name who did *A Star Is Born* and is in the A Team? And fuck! Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, who also has bad hair, comes up and looks like Amy Adams is on his side, and he messes up his hair right. deliberately. And Amy Adams' character is be like, "Hey, leave him alone!" and starts putting it back in place. Right. And then the movie goes to a flashback, and it's. Um, Bale and Adams are together and then halfway through it looks like she's done the dirty on him by going with Bradley Cooper but I remembered that scene and I thought I reckon they're running a scam and it's because she could show in this throwaway scene at the beginning a level of affection Ah, to fucking Christian Bale that I knew wait a minute I bet they've got a scam going on and we've had three movies and she does not have any of that yep. with Henry Cavill. And yep. I don't think it's necessarily their fault. This this whole story, this whole story arc is like a teenage boy having sex for the first Absolutely. time. Like, you know, hey, Absolutely. stay the day. Yep. Get down. There's heaps of other things you yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah. You know what you don't need to do? Get to the fucking money yeah, shot yeah. in but, a movie and a half. And, like, that's why, that's why Superman being killed off is such a... Who gives a shit? He's it's been not, around for an no one hour. Gives a shit. But again, this is this is these three films <laughs> are the filming manifestation of a panic attack. That's all this is. That's all this. It is a studio freaking the fuck out. They yeah. got saddled. Well, the it's a self imposed idea that they got saddled with the tone that Nolan created for the Dark Knight trilogy, right. which was a appropriate to the character yeah. and b 
a, a vision of a director that was free of any baggage of having to set up a fucking universe. Yeah. If they, they should have just gone, fuck it. Comics have always copied comics. We're doing DCEU and we're copying the Marvel formula. Let's go. Let's start pumping them out like they're CW shows. Well, Superman 1, Batman 1, Reset. Yeah. Reset the tone. They're, 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 you know, Batman's Iron Man. Superman's like, just go for it. Just do it. Yes. And But instead they, you know, oh shit, we, we've got to go with this Dark Knight tone. Quick, Zack Snyder, make Man of Steel just like the Dark Knight. Oh, Superman's a psychopath. He just did 29-11s and broke a guy's neck. Right. <laughs> the manifestation of Christ. Don't have all this Christ imagery in your fucking movie and then have Jesus do 29-11s. That's terrible. Right. What are you thinking? <laughs> right. And then they carry it over into Batman versus Superman Batman's out of his fucking mind branding people right it's just it's crazy and then and not only that they're trying to set up a universe within this dissonant tone that is not working for these characters yeah these are characters created for children yes something's gone wrong when you can't take a child to see a Superman movie something's gone very wrong yes but you know (laughs) (laughs) sorry all I can keep saying is yes and then they kill Superman at the end like you say at the end of the second movie and it's like I don't give a shit because A I haven't spent long enough with this character to care you're trying to do what you did to Downey Jr. in fucking Endgame you're trying to do Endgame in your second movie it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't fucking work and not only that every time you've shown me Superman saving someone he looks like he's depressed and about to cry yeah his parents have raised him with this Randy and ethos of you don't owe anyone anything oh my <laughs> what? god you kind of do because you're yeah. god yeah like be a good guy every time he saves someone he looks morbidly depressed and yes. then he dies and suddenly I'm to believe that the world is mourning this terrifying alien well that doesn't even make that sense either, either because you've already had people be scared of him <laughs> so they were scared of him and now they're mourning him mm. what over like why because he a, a monster that no one saw because it was on an island an inhabited island he died like no, who gives a shit you know you could have uh, so, you do so much on. with these no no things. no I know but the, the 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 lowest lane thing is a real issue for me and uh, because I also also thought Amy Adams was a choice kind of left of centre yes. you know like she's you know she's beautiful but she's not a model mm. like she's a normal person kind normal of beautiful person, yeah. and she's I'm I'm a fan of her so to see her saddled with a poor version of a great character like An you think about character. like you think about uh, Margot Kidder in mm. Like, you completely understand why Christopher Reeve cannot 100%. get his eyes off her. 100%. She's fucking feisty. Mm-hmm. She can't spell properly. Yep. She's bossing everyone around. But when she she's playful, but she's not afraid to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. like, that is a scorching character. Snyder... And, and may, you know, it might be a deliberate choice. And look, these characters are completely open to interpretation. Uh, so, you know, whatever interpretation you want to go with can work. Mm. But it's... Uh, the, the issue I have with Snyder is that he <laughs> he has a 17-year-old boy's aesthetic of cool mm. and badass. Mm. You know, and I think that's exemplified in that interview he did where he's like, you know, yeah, my Batman was dark, but I could make him heaps darker. Like... 
What if he got, like, raped in prison? <laughs> what? 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 No. You're out of your fucking mind. What is happening what here? What are you talking about? He's not James Kahn and Thief. Like, but what is Batman happening? Batman? What? He's Batman. But fine, if you want to go for this weird apocalyptic version of them, again, it can work. But it's this almost defiant misinterpretation of the core of what these characters are. So Lois Lane doesn't need Superman to get out of a scrape. No. Sure, she'll, he'll catch her if she falls off the building. Yeah. But she's fucking... But she was up there in the first she place. She was up there you in know. the first place. So yeah. to reinterpret her as this deranged by grief, unable to work, paralysed, like it's 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 the opposite of who that character is. Yes. As his interpretation of Ma and Pa Kent is the opposite of what they actually are. Yes. Superman is Superman and not some rogue villain because he was raised by these salt-of-the-earth human beings yeah. that taught him that humans are incredible and worth saving. You know, I still, like, I have that soft spot for Man of Steel because I think I've told you before, yeah. Mum and I saw it on the... When I took her overseas for her 60th, and our friend got us tickets to the Warner Brothers yes. lot, and we sat with Leonard Moulton. <laughs> like you know, great story. You know, it was yeah. good. So, but it was one of. The, so I was a bit more of a fan of that film, and I, I still think they do more things right. And if if anything, that's the movie that I feel like you could fix. Like yeah. of all the th- of the three movies, that's the one where you come in. I. I really enjoy Russell Crowe in that film. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think he's, like, he's having a good time yeah. and, you know, all the bits where he's appearing and... The ghost of the yeah. ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm into all of that. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, you know, just put in a couple of scenes of Superman as a kid helping... Maybe, maybe there has been a tornado and maybe he's helping them, you know, rebuild Smallville and his dad is actually saying when Superman, you know, needs to get something to the top or Superboy at this stage needs to get something to the top of a building and he just jumps up there and does it and it should be Kevin yeah. Costa saying you got to help back. but you got to make sure nobody sees this yeah, because man. then they'll take advantage of you and, yeah. and they'll expect things of you and people need to be able to find their own way yes. you know so then so then you still have all of that and then you can still have the moment when he gets killed it shouldn't be because Kevin Costner has enough time to not get away but turn up and give a little bit of a oh. wave what oh. it should be is that he's so busy saving everyone else that he doesn't see his dad of get course. killed and he understands so, the power of priorities yes and he also he also knows that even with his power it's still finite. And that's and then that's the lesson that his mum gives him to make him feel better and then he goes on to carry on his his Park Kent life and he's he's got this strong moral support from his mum. Yeah. And then also if you wanna do the uh just just have General Zod come down like just have him like if he when he goes and finds that ship maybe all those dead kryptonians in there and he finds zod and he wakes him up and go oh my god it's someone like me and then zod's fucking zod and then he can't control him so we can still have that one-on-one battle and then have him save some fucking people. Sorry, he never saves don't, anyone. Don't, that fucking, don't fucking knock down every building in Metropolis. Like, that place is going to be fucked for the next 25 years. And oh. then and then just have it that he tricks him and puts him back in stasis and he doesn't know what to do with him. He uses his super intellect. The, 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 the tragedy of Superman is that he has the power to save everyone but can't save everyone and has to make yes. trolley problem choices 
at all times. Yes. That's the great tragedy, not this... Oh, oh I could have gone and saved some people. Oh, oh God. God, I wish they'd stop getting themselves into scrapes. Oh, people. It's just... But that, that movie, you know, he blows up Smallville. Yes. Why does he take the fight into the centre of the town? Yeah, like, he nearly kills his old schoolmate, Luke McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they used, the, they used the, the ship that brought him to Earth, Moses's carriage, yeah. as a fucking bomb. Yeah. It's just like there's so much... Like, what is happening? Yeah, what's happening, man? So this podcast, I've already got... Uh, quotes all over the place for Grant Morrison and I've just found another one that you reminded me of which you will love adults struggle desperately with fiction demanding constantly that it conform to the rules of everyday life adults foolishly demand to know how Superman can possibly fly or how Batman can possibly run a multi-billion dollar business empire during the day and fight crime at night when the answer is obvious even to the smallest child because it's not real (laughs) Yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, didn't someone ask him, uh, how, how does he get petrol for the Batmobile? He said, yeah. I don't know, he's paper. He's paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, by the way, how long has Superman been dead? Uh, again, like, who knows? Know, a minute. Like, I mean, well, she's pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. So, so. so it's, what, it's been like 10 weeks? Yeah, it's just one. It's one more of those what, "what's happening" questions. Is his super? Like, is his super sperm super slow? Like that's the irony. Super fast. Like it's so fast it missed the egg. It's, it's doing rings around it. <laughs> but I mean, his body's completely intact. Or you got to assume maybe a Kryptonian doesn't decay at the same rate. I guess. But, I mean, even that you know, scene, let's go and exhume. Yeah, Superman's corpse. It's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Um, and no one at any point says, what are we going to find? You know, like they're just, oh, you know, he'll still look super handsome. Do, do you, do, just as a side note, do you think, just on this Zack Snyder, you know, because Zack Snyder is a, an, an, an Anne Randian yes. devotee. Yeah. Do you think that, because I do believe that his interpretation, it's, you know, every interpretation is valid, but his interpretation of these characters is fundamentally at odds with the philosophy of what these characters traditionally represent. Oh, Selflessness. Well, this is part of... This is why I understand why Alan Moore got out of comics. Yeah. And I also... This is why I don't really read much anymore because everything I seem to see on the top of, you know, the New York Times bestselling list is, oh, my God, this is the comic where Superman's evil again. Yeah. Oh, everything's a wasteland again. And... Yeah. It's it's strange because they were meant to be an escape. Like, they were, oh, it's World War Two. Well, here's Cap punching Hitler yeah. in the face. Yeah. This is, you know, they were like a lot of that stuff was pretty racist. But, you know, it was, you of know, something of its time. But, you know, but still, you know, having a higher ideal. And then then you look at those 50s Superman comics and they're all those strange stories about, you know, Superman's turned into two people or he's suddenly really fat and doesn't understand what's wrong or <laughs> he makes a tiny Superman out of his hand and then everyone likes a tiny Superman <laughs> and he feels uh, superfluous or it's Batman going to another planet where he has superpowers. And it was uh, it was written by men in the 50s coming back from war finding their place mm. in the world and they came through those... Uh, characters to explore those very humanistic mm-hmm. 
issues, you know, mm-hmm. and then the 60s, everything kind of becomes a bit groovy. It's also, you know, that's where Marvel begins, but that's doing a better job than DC at that point mm. because everything is the fear mm. of the atom bomb. Mm. In the X-Men, in Fantastic Four, Hulk. the Hulk, like mm. Jesus Christ, you know? Mm. So you're exploring all these things. And now, maybe that I'm saying this out loud, maybe these characters are doing exactly what they're doing, which is exploring how fucking useless white men are feeling and they're writing these fucking shit comics and they're being angry about it. I'm not saying that's good, but maybe they are representing a part of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, as as you sum it up, you know, maybe, you know, these characters uh, seem to reflect the fears and anxieties of the time, you know, the hopes of the the day, all this kind of stuff. And it's interesting because, I mean, obviously Marvel's doing a very different thing, but, you know, the DC characters or their current incarnation in the Snyderverse uh, do seem to be uh, reflective of the um, the nihilism of the day, yeah. the kind of... Um, the, 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 the sense that we're all kind of waking up from this dream that a hero is going to sweep in and save us because yeah. it's actually you know a lot of the myths the myths of the, of the old are dying yeah you know viewpoints are changing paradigms are shifting so i mean you know that, that, I, I, I do think it's a valid interpretation i just think yes. it's a mess oh and it's not one that we subscribe to no that's the thing yeah. you know we're we're more idealistic with these characters yeah. they're meant to their struggles are meant to represent doing your best. Yeah. And it's a bummer because, I mean, you know, for, for people like you and me, I mean, I think you're more DC or you grew up more DC than Marvel, did you? No, well, I, my first comic that I started collecting was Avengers. Right, okay. Yeah. See, I, was, I did not read any Marvel as a kid. Right. So the DC characters are my characters. And when I watch my buddy watching Marvel movies yeah. and they mention some fucking random name. Yeah. You know, and he gets the little... Ugh. There is that part of it's like, oh, I wonder what the parallel reality is where DC got ahead of it. And it's basically, right. you know, this is all the DC characters. Uh, I, you know, imagine Justice League 4 yes. when they're fucking fighting Darkseid and I know how cool that would be. But um, uh, I lost the point of what I was going to say. Hang on. So, don't think about it because it will yep. come back yep. to you. But just so you understand how I am with DC and Marvel, yep. if it was the 60s, I would have had all the albums by the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. So, yeah, both. That's good. Yeah. Much more balanced approach, not this... Uh, well, you know why? Because I kind of followed writers. Yeah, right. So, so I got in... So, Roger Stern was my first writer at Marvel, who mm. just... When you go back through Marvel history, mm. he's not known like Alan Moore or that, but he just wrote solid comics, like really good fun, solid comics. He wrote that two-parter with that John Byrne drew of Captain America, where he fights... Baron Blood, who was the vampire Nazi, and it's a fucking scorch a little two-parter, which Baron ends Blood. with Cap fighting him just as the sun's setting and Baron Blood's powers getting more, you know, powerful, and yeah. he's trying to protect these people, and he, he he's, he's straddling Baron Blood, and he's scraping at his chest, and you can see the pain in, in Steve's eyes and he knows what he has to do and he severs Baron Blood's head with his with his shield and then they burn the head and the body in two separate fires so they, he can't come back together. But you see the pain that like 
what I have to do. This is what I have to do. Yeah. And Steve doesn't want to do it because he's fucking Steve Rogers and he's the ideal man, but he knows this is the undead. Oh, and it's a, you know, it's a beautiful John Byrne picture of you don't see it, you see someone else reacting to it and you can see it in the shadow yeah, you know, on the wall. And, and, but that was all Roger Stern. You know, yeah, He yeah, was yeah, the one yeah, who yeah. wrote the Spider-Man taking down the Juggernaut. Two-parter and he the, his Avengers were yeah. like great, yeah, great. Yeah. So, but so that was kind of. But then I started discovering Alan Moore, yeah. Morrison, you know those guys. So then I just kind of stopped following characters and started following writers. Yeah. So wherever they went, Frank Miller's Daredevil took me. Frank Miller's Daredevil took me to the Dark Knight. Hmm. And then suddenly I'm getting Batman Year One, and I always liked Batman, but I did not own any Batman comics until then. Yeah, Batman. I think Batman Year One was my first. I started off. The Batman was always huge for me. I think what's disappointing about this interpretation is I don't know who it serves. Right. And I feel like Marvel may serve too many. Yep. in terms of being a little bit watered down for my liking. I, yep. I, 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 I admire it and I appreciate it and I'm glad it exists. But at least what it's going for is appealing to a lot of people. I don't know what this interpretation of these characters is appealing to. Yeah. And for a fan of the characters since I was a kid, to think that cumulatively whatever $2 billion have been spent making these three movies, what they could have done with that $2 billion oh. is, is, yeah. is a bummer. Yeah, it kills you. Yeah. yeah, it's a real bummer. No, I agree. Um, that's why I think... Um I think that's why WandaVision was so exciting for yeah. us because it was like Marvel finally giving a flex and that's why Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been so disappointing because it's so bland I you know as Mm. people have heard on this podcast I was going to do that week to week with Rove and Rove and I chatted and said let's Let's just wait until the end because... Oh, let's just do a recap. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get back to Zack Snyder's um, Justice League. Uh, Steppenwolf in the original is trying to build something called the Unity, uh, but now he's paying off a... Debt to Darkseid. Yeah, and you never know what that debt is. They yeah, got four right. hours of story, but you never find out. What like, it was is. he? So that's so that was going to be my question. What was the debt? And does the vulnerability work for a CGI character? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's this big CGI fucking orc. Yeah, with metal. I mean, he looks better than he did in the Whedon thing. Yes, but they have multiple scenes of him summoning. Desard. Yes. They have it after every box where he's like, I have found the first box. I will send out the parademons to find out the second. And of course, because it's a four hour movie, that information takes five minutes. Yeah. To, and then he finds the second box and it's the same scene. Yeah. I have found the second box. Yeah. I'm sending the parademons out to find the third box. Yeah. Like, no, 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 we don't need that scene. Yeah. We've had that scene. And instead they're alluding like, oh, you have not paid off your debt to yeah. dark side. Oh, I'm sorry for what I did. What, what did you do? Yeah. What did you do? Instead of those fucking well, Bulgarian he... women singing when Aquaman's going into the water, why don't we have a sh- <laughs> Hang on. Wait a minute. Were they Bulgarian? I thought they were... What, Icelandic, sorry. Icelandic I've been listening to the Bulgarian women's oh, choir. Yeah, yeah. It's similar music. Right, right. Yeah, what was that scene? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is... What is... Is this turned into Wom Adelaide? Like, what is happening here? Um, it's so disappointing because 
uh, and I've got more of, so I've got a whole lot of stuff here on Dark Side. So let, let's just actually go into that because this will go into what I want to talk about here. He's just pretty one note. It broke my heart, man. It kills you. Broke my heart. Dark Side is such a great character. I do like that he likes making crop circles everywhere he goes. Yeah. But um, like his plan's not really that different from General Zod's. Is it like and again another problem with the fucking DCEU? It's always just some CGI ogre terraforming oh. the planet. Like all right, all right, yeah. We went fucking... from blue beams in the sky every movie at Marvel to that's the fucking that's the... <laughs> that was a direct quote for anyone listening. <laughs> that's the heartbreaking thing. Dark side in the comics, yes, is like a Shakespearean villain. Yes, you know he doesn't walk around going. Yeah. Punching people and shit. No, he's... he sits there and soliloquizes while his minions fight for him. He's yes. this granite stone being that doesn't need to carry on like that. Yes, he's yeah, a he's... super intellect. Yes, and they've turned him into another fucking PS4 video game character. Oh my god! Oh, come Ooh. on, and it, it kills you because Jim Stalin created Thanos. Mm. Because he liked Darkseid. Totally. And Marvel have nailed Thanos. Yeah. So. Which is why you could never do Darkseid. They shouldn't have even bothered. Thanos, Thanos is a meme. My mum knows who Thanos is. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, Thanos is just ubiquitous. Yes. You can't have stone Thanos now. It doesn't matter that. Well, you, you fucking gave a movie first. to Thanos. Like, totally. Infinity War is Thanos' totally. movie. Totally. And all they've reduced him to is, oh, he's on the other side of the boom tube, staring out ominously. Oh, I know. Come on. So, so can I just ask a quick question about uh, the boom tube? Uh, so I read I read Kirby's uh, Fourth World comics yeah, yeah. all in their entirety. Is this a... I could have this wrong, but I always thought because the uh, New Gods and Darkseid and that were gods and yep. they were massive did the boom tube not only help them travel but did it reduce them in size so they could be on earth or were they always the same size I and the boom I, tube just they just traveled yeah i thought it was just a travel tube. Just i thought travel. it was like a wormhole right okay uh, no because they were always big that, but then a bit but again it's the whole snyder thing where it's like they're not that big yes Dark right. side's not fucking, you know, 40 feet tall with a no. giant hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also the... Um, so, uh, so many thoughts. A, don't tell us Dark Side's the bad guy and then see him get beaten up by a Zeus that looks like a barista who's come down from France and, you know, gets up in the morning, he's a barista, then he goes surfing, then he works out, and he beats Darkseid. He literally gets taken out by a CGI recreation of David Thewlis from Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. David Thewlis is a 70-year-old man. Yeah. He beats the the toughest guy in the universe with an oh, with an axe in the shoulder. Oh. An axe? An axe it's, in the shoulder? That whole sequence was garbage. Oh, I feel like you're talking it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's... But also, like, the... <laughs> This is the first hateful big squid. <laughs> the first one. No, there's heaps of... Oh, no, no, I know. Like, <laughs> it's good, though. Mate, wait till, wait, good. Till, wait till we do... It does feel good. <laughs> mate, everyone knows I'm trying to be... But there are things I like in this film. Oh, I opened... Well, the first thing I said... Yep. Love that this exists. I I'm really the, glad it exists. I wish the running back through time had been... Of all the things to that say about cool. this film, I wish that scene had been longer. Yeah, that was cool. And, you know, like, I didn't give a shit about the character, but I did like the acting moment where he's like, you know, you can see me now, Dad. I'm the best of the best. It's like, yeah, right. that's good. Right. More of that. Right. He's running back through time. But again, 
Flash running back in time to save the universe is movie t- 22. That's oh, yes. the culmination yes. of Justice League's version of Endgame, not yes. the third movie. No, no, you no. You don't open with Flash running so fast he can go reverse time. Yeah. Flash is fast, but he's not that fast yet. Not in movie three. No, I agree. And, uh, you know, so I yes. was reading, uh, like, I, I, I felt like I had to flick through Morrison's um, the greatest. JLA run it's to, the greatest. to make myself feel better. And one of my favorite... I love what he does with the Wally West Flash and the Carl mm. Rayner uh, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one of my favourite scenes in uh, this comic is oh, man, like right, right at the end. So, how many years has he's been has he been running this uh, uh, this iteration of JLA? And there's this great scene where. Carl Rayner, because he's the new Green Lantern, he's always been picked on by everyone yeah, else because yeah. everyone else has been around. Well, Flash keeps picking on him yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's been he's been a superhero since he was a kid yeah. with with Barry Allen. Yeah, kid Flash. So, so he's always um, giving him uh, shit, and Carl Rayner's always pushing back on him. But he's had a chip on his shoulder, and then you get to this very final issue where yeah. Carl finally does something pretty amazing off his own back, and uh, and you have. Uh, Wally saying, "You look rough, Carl, but I can't believe I'm saying this. You look like Green Lantern, man." And and Carl says, "Yeah, finally starting to feel like him too." Yeah. You know what that was? That was like <laughs> that was issue. that was the final issue. That would like Zack Snyder if he knew about that scene. That's what the scene would open with. <laughs> but look, I've said this to you before. I've said this to you before. Zack Snyder. He understands the images. He doesn't yes. understand what the images mean. Yes. And that the, the best example I can think of of what I mean by that is it's in the opening scene of his version of Watchmen. And whatever, I have differing opinions on that. I know some people really like that movie. I personally feel it doesn't get Watchmen, but whatever. Uh, there is a shot of the comedian. So the opening scene of the Watchmen comic is, you know, these panels, these cutaway flashbacks of the comedian getting beaten to death and thrown out the window. Yes. And it's within the context of the two police officers yes. investigating. You know, it's, it, it, the point of the scene is not this gory depiction of an old man getting his shit kicked out of him. Oh, no. But, but, of course, in the Snyder movie, it's... <laughs> slow motion yes. fists crunching this old man in the face and yes. blood spraying everywhere. And oh, he's throwing knives now and it's in fucking insane. And then the he gets punched <laughs> in the fucking head and a CGI blood drop goes... <laughs> in slow motion and like splashes on the badge yes. giving us oh we got it in the movie the iconic yes. symbol of Watchmen and it's like yeah you, you, you got the image but you it didn't get what the image meant so at all so as it as this I've the said reverse on this, of it yeah as I've said on this podcast before like I had that afternoon that I hung out with Zack Snyder and his wife mm. and it was before Watchmen came out and he showed me all these scenes from the movie that mm. were you know just weren't even completely finished yet but he just and then I hosted a Q&A with him and he was a delightful human being sure he and is. uh you know and I really liked his wife and weeks later received a copy of Watchmen that he had signed and sent down which is a very very he, nice he did not need to do that very nice and it's funny, I, I agree with you because because the scenes that I saw were like Dr. Manhattan walking on Mars yeah. and they were done so well, yeah. I 
It's great. That part's great. In the cinema, just, hey, I'm going to show you this bit and watching that mm. was quite emotional mm. because he nailed it. Nailed nailed the Dr. Manhattan stuff. I, and I grant lo- him that. It looks so beautiful yes. and he and he, he does. He, he visualises everything so mm-hmm. beautifully and he does. I love his ambition. Mm-hmm. Like, the ambition is correct. Yeah. And, but, you know, like, getting back to Darkseid and that, like, all of those characters like Dessard. Like Dessard uh, is Dessard's more the little Nazi yeah. in Raiders of the Lost Star. He's Himmler. Yes. He's a grotty little fucking he's, scab in the corner and a clunk. Yeah, boss. Yeah, I'll fucking torture them for you, yeah. boss. Yeah. And, and again, I'm the monster. It's like, <laughs> fuck, get these gods some lozenges. Yeah. Like, what is happening? And give them some personality. They're, right. They're, like, they Kirby designed these yes. guys. Come on. And also, do Darkseid and all of them yeah. really mean anything without the new gods? Like, no. wouldn't it be better if you have High Father? Shouldn't you have uh, Orion? Like, you need, like, what would be an antidote to all this fucking crazy-ass testosterone yeah. is to have Mr. Miracle in Big Barter. Yeah. Like, have the the small, slight escape artist with the big, beautiful, strong wife yeah. who have a great relationship. Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that's movie 19, you know? Like, they, 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 they're, they're blowing their load. Yes. Wait. It's, again, it's a panic attack manifested as yes. three movies. Yeah, we've got to do this. Scramble. Yes. This is why you've got to run your own race. Yeah. Because if you run your own race, it doesn't matter. Like, you, you could have gotten to this. They've now cancelled the New Gods movie that they were making. Of course. They could fucking, of course. How what, what do you do? Did, what year did Man of Steel come out? 2012? Hang on. Mum is... How, hang on. I'm 48. So that means mum is 67. So seven years ago. Really? Oh, eight years ago. Eight oh, no, Mum turned sixty-eight this year. Eight years yeah. ago. Yeah. So, so okay. So, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises came out in two thousand and twelve. Yes. So, okay. So, if at the end of Dark, if in two thousand and twelve, they got their version of Kevin Feige, if they'd gotten fucking Grant Morrison and gone right, we need to, yeah, we need to play catch up. Can you be the guy? Yeah. Can you be the overseer? They would now, and be... and that's what they needed. That's they, what they, they needed. They know that, Look, I don't know if Morrison's talent goes into movies, but have like have him in charge. Pick, pick someone. You know, like Jeff Johns has not been no a good choice by what you read from behind the scenes no. either. I, I believe if they had picked Morrison in 2012 and gone, we are going into hyperdrive. Yeah, three movies a year. They'd now be eight eight years into this project. Yeah, they'd be virtually tied with yeah, Marvel. They'd be, they'd be a few movies behind. They'd be 18 to 22 movies in. Dude, and you know, all the things that they wish they could have done, they could have done, you know? Well, you, you do Batman 1 and 2, you reboot it as a completely different tone. Yeah. Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, yep. culminating in, it in the first Justice League, they fight yep. the, all the villains from the previous movies as the Injustice gang. You've Great. Al- you've, al- you've already had a Green Lantern movie where, he, you know, like he's done it like it's a police... M- Space movie, yeah, 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 you yeah, know. yeah, totally. And you start, you know, you just smart start small, and you just start yeah. building it out. You could, they could have done it, but you know, now it's obviously too late. It could, it could, ironically, they get the CW series perfectly, yes, for, the, for that for that tone, yeah. But, but but you know, for kids, yeah, and they're fun, and all the characters are there, and they're all interacting, and it all works. But yeah. anyway, so back to this. One one of the other thing, why, <laughs> yeah, why something that just 
really confused me is why did Darkseid forget where he lost his only battle? <laughs> like, do they not have diaries or GPS? And yeah. you know what? I remember all the venues I've had shit gigs in, so he must remember Earth. Uh, by the way, that was a trick question. I've never had a bad gig. But, um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, they're oh, no, so I weird. It's like, hey, I found where the anti-life equation is. And yeah. it's like, oh, oh, fuck. We won't mark that, that on the map. That place. Yeah. That place will beat us. Yeah. Like, we haven't thought about revenge. Like, we're evil. But yeah, we haven't but we, thought about revenge yeah, at any ne- point. Never plotted to fucking come back, you know, conquer well, the place. Maybe they went back and they went, oh, fuck, where's it gone? Oh, it's hang up. on. Oh, no one thought, oh, you know, it rotates around the sun. And then the sun moves through the Milky Way, it's so, it's, so it's moved. Oh, is that what happened? Right. Yeah, no, nah, I get it now. Yeah, fuck, I completely forgot that the universe rotates. <laughs> you know what I mean? But decisions like that, ultimately, if you don't realise... There's, there's a great thing that the red-letter media guys say when they're deconstructing the Star Wars prequels. Right. Uh, where they're like, uh, you might not have noticed it, but your brain did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's stuff like that, you know. Oh, Darkseid forgot where he left the most powerful weapon in the universe. Well, you know, I might not have consciously noticed it. Yeah. But subconsciously, I'm like, well, that villain has no weight or authority at all because how could he lose the most important thing to his mission of existence? Yeah. You know, and if they're eternal beings, which they are, this battle wasn't that long ago. No. A couple of thousand years ago. That's like two years our time. We've really forgot where the equation is. Hey, I remember a really good pasta I ate in Adelaide <laughs> during the fringe, you know? 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I went back, it's moved. What do you mean it's moved? Oh, no, it closed down. Oh, okay. Also, why are the mother boxes so shit ass? Because they're... They're so disappointing. Well, because they're the mother- boxes. They don't yeah. do anything. Like, the mother box was a smartphone before we knew what smartphones were yeah. like every, like all of the new gods and the and they have mother boxes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's always oh, you know yeah. like how much more interesting would it have been if everyone had them doing their little ping pings you know and it's like oh yep but again it's, it's very it's it's very like uh, a video game well, and, yeah, their, their video game, um, what, like coins or, or keys or yes. whatever, they, they mean nothing. At le- and, and people criticise the uh, Infinity Stones of being that, and to a degree they are, but at least each one of them has a distinct personality and each yes. one of them does a specific thing. Oh, you know, you know what all I need for that? Hmm. The universe was created and the energy got formed, condensed into these little uh, Infinity Stones and they yeah. help create time. And if you remove one, it... Changes the flow of time. Great, great. I mean, right. yeah. Don't need any more. Rather than three boxes, uh, you know, merged with robot man, made ma- man robot. Don't don't change shape like this. It's like what? Yep. I don't know. Huh? What what's what? What is happening? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. It would just be so much better. Just if- What is happening? <laughs> like anyway. Also, if we've already had. So, sorry. Now now I'm going rogue off the script, mate. When. If we've already had... <laughs> the ammo cut. Yeah. So we've had Superman versus Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. Where we all got to go, oh, yeah, fucking how good's Batman taking uh, on Superman? Boring. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. we've seen Superman take on everybody. Yeah. Which, by the way, while we're saying good things about, I, I like in the Joss Whedon, uh, but he's only keeping Zack Snyder's thing, yeah. but that great scene where Flash is moving fast. It's great. And then, <laughs> Great. And he's like, oh, fuck. It's fantastic. Superman's looking at me. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It's yeah. a, and the look on his face and, oh, shit, that yeah, yeah. is, that, that's great. And, this, and in the Snyder Cut, that 
The whole sequence is great. Mm. There's a few... Uh, dude, some of the action is excellent in yes. this movie. Yes. That shot of Wonder Woman when she first comes into that uh, heist. Yes. And she's like... <laughs> with oh, her bracelets. Yes. Yes. Knocking back the bullets. It looks fucking cool. Yeah. And genuinely new. I haven't seen superhero yes. powers depicted like that. Yes. It looks great. Yes. You know, I just finished uh, Grant Morrison's third volume of Wonder Woman that he was doing with Janet oh, uh, Packett. It and good? it's... Like, it is so good because I don't think I've ever, ever read a superhero comic where the character's ideals are played out correctly. Yeah, right. And to this extent. And, you know, because invariably there's a fight scene because they're comics because that's what the genre is right but she is a pacifist and she's a humanitarian and she wants to better the world and because it's the earth one comics which means they can be a finite story morrison's finished it in a way where it's like she achieves her goal and she achieves it in a way that does not contradict what she's preaching Great. And it's phenomenal. That. Yeah, cool. So uh, so the reason I said that is because in, in that comic and in lots of Wonder Woman comics, they have advanced technology. Yeah. So do these Amazons not have advanced technology? Because, like, didn't they have something quicker than a fucking horse <laughs> to get away with the big well, mother box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or shields and spears. <laughs> Greg right. spears to defend themselves. Yeah, because, you know, you know, in the, the Earth One stuff, they've they've gone to such a degree of deconstructing it and putting it all back together from the original idea yeah. that, like, some of the planes kind of look like vulvas and <laughs> things like that, you know? Really? Yeah, it's, all, oh, it's all feminine design, you know? Oh, so awesome. it's... Um, awesome. You know... Because they're... Yeah. And, you know, at mm-hmm. one point, it's really... Like, fucking Diana's really funny. Like, at one point, one of her sisters wants to fight her, and she's like, ah, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then kind of smacks this, uh, uh, you know, the person who wants to fight her down and then helps her up. All right, okay, we've got that out the way, you know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, how cool's Diana? Yeah. That's what she should be. Yeah, great. You know? I don't think the Gal Gadot interpretation is bad. No, 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 no. No, no. I think she plays her well. I... I so... I wish they had not done a CGI ending for the first film because yeah, it was terrible. because I, I think one of the best scenes in a superhero movie is her stepping out from the trenches and walking across yeah. the, uh, the the muddy battlefield yeah. like that is like when you see that you go fuck that is that is everything yeah. that is so good yeah, and yeah, she yeah. looks like a work a work of art that mm. has come to life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, and I haven't seen 1984 because I just don't didn't want to see uh, someone who couldn't get a role in Cats Fighter at the end. <laughs> um, I've got to be honest. This question's just for you, <laughs> and it made me laugh when I wrote it. Why do heroes spend so much time posing when they could be saving people? Oh, like, 100%, even, so right. you know the you know the Wonder Woman scene at the start. Yeah. I just think like I, I think that's a poor <laughs> exactly. editing choice on that because the first time you see Wonder Woman mm-hmm. should be no idea that she's going to turn up and then suddenly a rumble and next minute she comes down through 100%. the roof and you go yeah but instead mm-hmm. we get her just posing oh yeah I'm just hanging out up here and then, she, and then you see her come through mm. and it's like no but you've just you've taken away the heroic intro by letting us know that she's there well and not just that 
while you're standing uh, next to the Statue of Justice, for all yeah. you know, they're executing children down yes. there. Like, you know that the place has been taken by yeah. a group of terrorists. Why are you standing there? Let's go. <laughs> You know, this is an urgent situation. You know, the, the, this might end up being a Grant Morrison podcast. You know, in the um, the Multiversity comics, mm. you know, there's that one issue where it's it's all the children of superheroes and all because uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. everything has been defeated and they're just yeah, fucking they're like Kardashians. Awful. <laughs> yeah, and they're so funny and they're texting each other and someone's died and they don't care. Ah, oh, we'll see them again soon. You know, all that kind of attitude <laughs> yeah. and it's really funny. And I would love to see that movie where something is happening and you do see heroes posing, but you know they've got their uh, taking a selfie with their phone yeah. on a stick kind of thing. Keep it down. You know, <laughs> like lean into it. Funnily enough, you will see stuff like that in the boys. The right. Amazon series. Right. I do um, have to get back to that. Hyper, hyper. That's a hateful show. Yeah. But uh, I, the, the, there is a delicious part of me that really enjoys it. Yeah, yeah. Because it is exploring all those, those aspects of it. Yeah, and, and it's the aesthetic that we're And also the into. context is correct. You know, like, oh, these are this is a hateful universe with hateful characters. You are not taking, you know, doing what the DCAU movies are doing, where yeah. you're taking characters that have a weight of history behind them of what we know of them and making yeah. them hateful. Yes, yes, exactly. The um, There was another scene as well. There was, like... You know, you get the you get the posing scene, and then you get the action scene, and it's mm. like, what is going on here? Um, what is going on with Bruce and Alfred in this version? This isn't the Snyder Cup. This is the Leaving Las Vegas version. Are they both alcoholics? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is happening? But again, 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 it always comes back to this. You know, you are you are a, you are doing stuff that is in movie twenty in movie three. Right, you are. Telling us yes. that Batman has been operational for twenty years and that he's grizzled and broken and an alcoholic and him and Alfred are just bickering because they've been doing this for so long. It's like, yeah, I don't, I haven't seen this. Yeah, like again, it's just like fluff. Yeah, it's like see issue blah blah blah. Yeah, like, but there is no issue blah blah blah. I don't stop yes. telling me. Show me. Oh, it's awful that they killed off Dick Grayson as well, one of my favourite characters. Again, it's like, but you didn't, like... Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit because I don't know Fucking who Dick Robin's Grayson is. dead. Robin's dead, man. Ha, 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 was written on... <laughs> you know, you know in the, have you seen the extended Batman versus Superman? I don't think so. It's... it's ex, I mean, it's better than the um, theatrical cut. Like, right. it actually makes sense. Right. Um, Are you going to make me watch that now? I think you should watch it. It okay, is, it is full-blown... Ma- that movie is mania. It's out yeah. of control. And again, as you can do with so much Zack Snyder, certain things just sum it up perfectly. Um, you know Jimmy Olsen's in that movie? In the Batman versus Superman movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the CIA agent that gets fucking the killed. Gets <laughs> why, why are you killing Jimmy Olsen? Yes, no, I have and seen you're it. you're going to call yes. that character anything. Yes. But you chose to call him Superman's pal... Jimmy Olsen and only three minutes later to shoot him in the fucking head and roll him into a ditch. What are you doing? That killed Jimmy Olsen. Like, you know what Jimmy Olsen is? He's that guy that's heaps of fun. He's got the talking watch where he's like, hey, Superman, someone's in trouble. Yeah, and and he would drive everyone else mad, but Superman really likes him because he's got a... pal, Jimmy Olsen. He's got a a kind heart and he's... (laughs) You are you not know. who you say you are. <laughs> you can't shoot Jimmy Olsen. 
what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, so yeah, Bruce, of course Bruce Wayne and Wake, Alfred are alcoholics. Bruce waking up having a glass of red, you know, oh, that's hardcore. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, how's he fighting crime with cirrhosis of the liver? <laughs> And also, why is Aquaman just constantly littering in the sea? <laughs> ripping his shirts, smashing bottles. This guy just doesn't give a fuck about the Great really, Barrier yeah, Reef. Yeah. yeah, taking his shirt off, of course. That, that pissed me off so much. That, oh, again, it's, 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 the, it's that 17-year-old boy aesthetic of the songs that he chooses. No. <laughs> The fact that there were two Nick Cave songs in this movie, uh, bro- it broke my fucking heart. Mate. But that, when when Aquaman's striding to the ocean and littering yes. and they're playing, there is a kingdom, yeah, there yeah. is a king. And it's like, did you want to use that song or is it just because it has the lyrics, there is a kingdom and there is a king? And you're like, right. whoa, that's really thematically resonant, man. Right. Uh, it's just not good. And it's so funny, like Aquaman is one of those weird kind of movies where you sit there and you go, oh, I had a really good time. Because yes, <laughs> yeah. it was fucking bonkers. Yeah. And they lent into it being bonkers. Totally. And, and Momoa is, he's just like chock full of charisma. And, he's doing his thing. And he's kind of, he gets weird moments where... Like, you know, when they're all standing around and I think it's like the Flash says something or no, Cyborg says something and he's like, how do we know you're not with them? It's like, why did you say that? Why well, why would you even think that? Like, that feels like someone's just thought this scene needs a line just to give it a bit of spice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why would Aquaman have yeah, thought yeah. that? Let's introduce some stakes into this sequence. You know, like I understand, once again, the idea no. of him not wanting to join up because he's got his own shit to deal with yeah. is... Like that's a that's a good plot point. Yeah, if it was yeah. in another movie, right? <laughs> Not in this movie. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, I've already made my buff backpacking barista joke. Um, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So we always talk about how you have to get the realistic parts of a superhero movie correct to allow you to believe the unbelievable yes. parts. Yes. So it's the human interaction that you go, "Yep, I can relate to these people." So with that in mind. <laughs> Is there any truck driver in the world who would bend down to pick up a shitty hamburger they dropped while driving long. on a busy road? For like, that long. For that long. Like, you'd give yeah, up, mate. down there for, like, 90 seconds. What are you doing? Like, that thing's chock full of fucking Ebola and Corona now. You like, let it go. How no, hungry no. are you? Do you have bad blood sugar levels? And also, you drive a truck in a busy street. No, no. Keep an eye on the road, mate. <laughs> What are you doing? Choices. <laughs> it's almost like this is. It's like he. You could have had the guy leaning down, but why do you keep cutting back to him? Right. I, I, again, it just and padding out the length of the movie. Just cut hey, out two times of going back to him and just show him dropping the fucking sandwich. Hey, just just have a kid run onto the road yeah. and him swerve and then hit something else and then the flash has to jump yeah, into action. Yeah. Like just like a fucking like that's. Yeah, I I feel very confident, and if you're a truck driver, please write in and tell me. I reckon if you <laughs> dropped your fucking burger, you'd think, Jesus, why'd I spend three bucks on that? Yeah. And then you'd just keep going. Yeah. Especially when you're driving through a city street. So, what do you think of the first flash <laughs> scene where he steals a hot dog, moves a piece of iris hair, and then eventually saves the day all to this mortal coil? I'll give you a flash fact. I hated it. You hated it? I hated that scene with a passion. Tell me and why. And it's the scene that, it, like, I've spoken to a few other people. They say, oh, yeah, how good's that scene? And I have to go, uh... I just... Uh, I hate this depiction of Barry Allen. Oh, the, yeah, the, it's, it's I, real bad. I just think... 
like there is a moment of danger and he's being some weird ass sex pest and has enough time to catch a fucking hot dog to try and get a job to with a dog agency like mate just do your job yeah. like this is not the time to be cute and also like how long have you been the flash to be this confident like you know you you weren't confident in other scenes but now you have enough time to go oh hang on a sec who's this woman flying through the air in slow motion who could yeah. die at any moment let me just move her hair out the way oh god she's a bit pretty grab this little hot dog all right just move like what the fuck is going on then it goes back to him surrounded by the dogs <laughs> yeah the Mew 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 of Ezra oh, Miller is awful Jesus it's really shit. bad I, I liked it visually but it, 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 and also to the song once I again I don't remember the song what yeah, is it, it was looking in your eyes oh my god it's awful he was falling in love I did like the bit where his feet tore out of his sneakers that okay, but y- that was good. Yes, and running through the glass was good. Yes, and I, you know what, I, I like that scene more than I don't like it. But I understand what you're saying. There's moments I like. You know what I like when he? I like the depiction of the running when he comes out of the shop. He's not like doing yes. the thing. He kind of almost weirdly walks out. Yes, I've never I've never seen that depiction of Flash before, where it's. He's got all the time in the world rather right. than running all the time. Yes. So I liked that. But I, I feel... I reckon the hot dog scene wouldn't have bothered me if we did not have that weird-ass scene of moving the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that. I hated that with a passion. But I, I feel like if he'd come through, saved her, looked to his right, grabbed the hot dog, put it in his pocket, and you thought, that's weird, and then yep. you do everything else, and then you see him going, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have found that cute. I think they were trying to... Again, it's the, the fatal flaw of the rushing of character development. I think they were trying to introduce character development into that scene. So it's like, yeah. all right, let's, so in this one sequence, because it's a very tonally different... Every time the fl- it's a flash scene, it's very tonally different from every yeah. other scene in the movie, which is, again, the why this movie as a whole is discombobulating because yeah. one minute you're with Cyborg yeah. wanting to kill yourself because you're so depressed and then it's boing with Barry Allen. Right. Um, By the way, Cyborg is next on my list. So I think in that one sequence they're trying to go, hey, there's brevity, he's the silly one, he's also weird with girls, like, you know, he can yeah. move her hair out of her face when she's frozen in time but... He can't stick around to say, hey, you're welcome after he saves her because he's so awkward. Yeah. Like, I think, that again, it's just trying to do too much in the one thing. And so instead of it coming off as cute that <laughs> he's moving the hair, it kind of comes off as weird and creepy. Yeah, so bizarre. <laughs> and also, like, what's going on with... Like, what did you think of Cyborg? Because, A, his story arc is before accident, sad. Right. After accident, sadder. Saves a day. Not as sad. But maybe a little bit. Yeah, it's still sad. It's still a bit still sad. Robot. Um, and also, like, some of his heroic moments early on, like, isn't stealing money from ATMs for people breaking the law? Like, what's happening there? <laughs> no, I liked that. Like, I didn't mind it, but it's like, did did he seem like someone who'd be like... <laughs> but also, is that is that it? Like, are you going like, to help anyone else? Yeah. He's like, yeah, fix that one yeah. lady's life. I'm out of yeah. here. She's got $300. <laughs> Good day, tick. It was very Zack Snyder that he could uh, only depict uh, the troubles of finance through a bull and a bear beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I feel like my mistake with this movie was? Uh, I watched it by myself. 
Yeah, no, you can, well, I watched the first half with a friend and then he tapped out, so I had to watch the second half on my own. Yeah, but at least, yeah. It, look, I mean, if you're going to watch it, you've got to get drunk or whatever you do, yeah. and you've got to watch it with pals, I think. We should do We should do a, uh, a Big Squid rewatch. Dude, I'll, I'll do Batman vs. Superman with you, 100%. All it's right. a fucking scream. I feel like I have... Now that you mentioned that scene, I feel like maybe I have done it. It's just it just dissipates in the wind. Or, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, like I've definitely seen the movie. Yeah, um, or the director's cut. I, I think I have seen the director's cut, but I just think it's oh. none of it sticks. Oh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's bold. It's bold. I'll yeah. say that that scene of that woman whose house is flooded. Yeah, and she's reaching to the sky. Oh yeah, in, in help, and Superman's just hovering there. Yeah, and you don't never see him. You never see him save her. For yeah. all you know, he just lays it her out of existence. He's just yeah. hovering ominously in the sky while she's begging for yeah. help. It's like he's looking down, going, "Okay, now I can save you, but on the one side." You know, you're going to need some government assistance. That yeah. means that's going to put stress on the economy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his alien uh, brain. What can, what can you bring to society when you've <laughs> lost everything? Your children look like they're dead. Um, you know what? Like, you know, go the full hog with Superman. That's what like, make the scene it. is, though. Yeah. He's just hovering there. You can't even see his face. Mate, it's in shadows. Get on with and it. She's weeping. He's like, mm. Oh, man. That's so funny. What about J.K. Simmons, Commissioner Gordon? And I love J.K., uh, yeah. but, well, like, it's fucking, it's again. just nothing. It's why you bring Gordon into this now. We don't need Gordon in this uh, movie. Yeah. Stop throwing characters at us. Stop making me go, oh, well, this movie is made for all these fucking DC nerds who didn't get what they wanted because there's from like because there's a Marvel equivalent doesn't yeah. exist in DC and it's just ch- it, it, that Martian Manhunter scene is just that the only reason that exists yeah. is so some fucking DC nerd can go oh the Martian Manhunter you know you it know doesn't mean anything you know what they should have done mm. which is always a great sentence mm. <laughs> just start with JLA if you want to start the DC Universe, start the Justice League of America and yeah. they've already been around for ages yeah. and they're doing their thing. And you do the lost thing. You have little flashbacks within the, 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 the narrative of the movie to show us we, we, you know, stuff you know, that they've done. You know, when you read comics, mm. as you said, mm. treat them like issues, mm. that you, you can then, you can have the Ben Affleck Batman who's been around for years and then you can set up a trilogy with a brand new Batman you know and it's and it's happening seven years before totally that is my hope they won't do it but my hope for Marvel getting those Netflix characters is to set up a whole 70s era of Marvel movies and put Daredevil you know Luke Cage uh, Iron Fist, all of them in the 70s when they were at their best, when yeah. they made sense, you know, yeah. and have a whole movie world that doesn't interact with the modern world. And then if you want to do some time travel or something, you can. Yeah. But have that aesthetic going yeah, on. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'd do. And I, then you'd get to use, you know what you do, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but no. you get to lean into the nostalgia of the music you can use from that era. Yeah. So then you, you're using, like, fucking Superfly for Luke yeah. Cage and all yeah, that kind yeah, yeah. of stuff. I, 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 I have, you know, like, you know that I'm not a big Marvel guy. Like, I, I appreciate the, mm. uh, the, the, the project of it more than I do the individual bits. Mm. But uh, that WandaVision show really was 
Oh, yeah. Fucking great. And I'm interested now that it seems that Falcon and Winter Soldier is pretty universally not well received. Oh, isn't it? I don't think so. I haven't heard much good stuff about it. Versus WandaVision, which was universally received. And Kevin Feige is nothing if not on the fucking ball with what the audience is telling him that they like. And the fact that it's all opening more cosmic now and multiverses and all the rest. uh, This is the time where I'm actually am really interested in what they're doing. Yes. Because I think if they release another conventional series, conventional in the sense that it reminds you of the stuff that was around three or four years ago, uh, and it's not well received, I think they'll course correct and, yes. know, oh, okay, people want the weird shit. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's get into weird Well, Loki book. looks more weird. Lo- Loki has weird... Oh, you haven't seen the trailer. No. I'll show you after yeah. this. But the there's a scene in Loki that no. remi- in the trailer that reminds me of Brazil. Yeah, great. In its craziness. Great. Like, and, and really funny great. as well. I won't tell you the scene. Right. We'll see it. I'll, everyone listening to the podcast, if you've seen the trailer, it's when he has to sign stuff. Anyway, you'll get it. <laughs> you people get it. Ben will get it later. See, this is how I play with time, and I wish this is what they would do with their storytelling. Uh, how many hours have we been talking about this? It's, uh, it's day four. <laughs> We're getting towards the end before the squid bits, which will take another four hours. Um, Some of the questions now are just more fun. After all the heroic composing and the action, can you tell me why do our heroes take the stairs to fight Steppenwolf? (laughs) (laughs) Just walk up. And why does the fucking... Why do we have to spend 40 seconds watching them walk upstairs? And then, like, agents crossing the the bridge. Everything takes so fucking long. I timed the the sequence where Bruce Wayne's uh, on a horse and next to a fire in Iceland as he's approaching the village. Yeah. It goes for two and a half minutes. Just two and a half minutes of Ben Affleck on a horse with ice backgrounds. It doesn't need to be two and a half minutes. No, it doesn't. There's a there's a there's a, there is a interesting two and a half movie hour movie in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's you know, and there's also a fundamental disconnect on how to make the heroes work with their powers uh, amongst each other as well. See, that's mm. one of the things that the Avengers gets right. Yes. Like they they work as a team. Yeah. Like you know, and it all makes sense. Like like often like you know when they're getting the people out of that tunnel, it's like mm. uh, Cyborg and. Like, Flash is just walking him. Yeah, It's yeah. like, it's a Flash. But he's not even helping them. He's no, just, he's, going, he's just on, up ahead. Okay, cool. Come on. Come yeah. on, mate. Come on, mate. I'll oh, watch out for that step. Batman tripped on that before. Come on. Sorry, Bruce. Uh, no, Batman. Sorry, hang on. What am I meant to call him? Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce Wayne tripped on that. Sorry, Batman. Sorry. Did you not know? Fuck, that's weird. You must be the only person. And Deathstroke. Are you Deathstroke? Uh... <laughs> But then also, like, he should be zipping them in and out. It should be ding, 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 ding. Like, you know, they're in half an hour. And then there's all this shit going down, and this is the time the so boys Oh, mate, let's have a little conversation, Dad. Like, what is happening? I know. And then they all hitch a ride in Batman's Nightcrawler when they've got Wonder Woman and Cyborg there, who should be. I didn't think of that. Yeah, why are they all hitching a ride? Like, it's. Like. They've got people who could like lift that shit Why? out, and guess what would happen? For once, he would have built something that lasted one adventure. Like, how much money is he going through? Oh, it's okay, he's imaginary. Um, I've already asked you this, but why, when Martha Kent turns out to be the Martian Manhunter, you're like going, "Why did you not help out with those crazy Kryptonians? Because that was full on." And again, like, it's that one- was full on. Yeah, and, and you it- were. 
and again, it's one of those you you might not have noticed it, but your brain did moments. Yeah, it's like yeah, you've always been around. Why does Superman choose a black uniform? Like, does he just come out and go, oh, mate, like, the last thing I need is to fucking aspire anyone with that colourful one. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in mourning yeah. for being brought back alive. Yeah. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are we obsessed with evil Superman? Like, is that... It's, it's almost like... You know yeah. what it is? It's like the world has become the, the media to a, an iconic person and we're just sitting there going, you know, we're all sitting there going, fucking Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you're yeah, successful yeah. and you're handsome and you're really nice and you, you're in love with your wife and your kids and, like, can't wait to see what's wrong with him. And it's like, maybe he's just everything that he is. And it's like, yeah. that's how... Look at fucking Superman yeah. flying around with all his powers, mate. Yeah, look at him be evil. Yeah. What a shithead. I knew yeah. he was a shithead. What? Totally. What? Which, which again is it, which, which could be an interesting angle to take. And again, they do that in the boys. Yeah. But not with this guy. This no. guy's this guy. Yeah. This and he's guy's great. an idea. Like yeah. it's not like it's a great. It's it's a fine Elseworlds vacation once or twice. But it it, it, it it's so ubiquitous now. The, oh. Oh, Superman's lost his mind. And, yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Fucking, fucking Clark's lost his mind again. Sorry, Superman. No, Clark. <laughs> Hang on, what is he? Bruce. Lois Lane's Sorry. husband, Clark yeah. Kent. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so, so this fits in perfectly. Uh, Snyder seems to love all the stuff we love, but diametrically opposed. Yeah. And, I, and, and the second Grant Morrison quote for the podcast, I love this quote, and I'm sure you know this back to front. Before it was a bomb, the bomb was an idea. Oh, yeah. Superman, however, was a faster, stronger, better idea. And don't you want to see that guy on the screen? Like that's that's the Christopher Reeve version. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've said this to you off mic so many times. Say it on I mic. I want six foot five doughy Superman. Yeah, not fat. No, but not muscly. Yeah, just a big dude, big lovable dude, big head. Yeah, you know, cow lick curl at the front. Yeah, with the body language of All Star Superman, you know, not, not posing, relaxed. Why? He gets shot in the head with a cannon. Why is he walking around with his chest puffed out? Yeah, why is he trying? To, why are you trying to intimidate people? You're yeah. a god. Yeah, stop trying to scare everyone. Yeah, like walk. <laughs> There's a difference to how I walk on stage 27 years into my career and how I walked on stage my first year. Totally. Got to go out to prove something yeah. now. Now I try to walk as slowly as possible to see how long I can get the clapping to keep going. <laughs> Look at him flexing his powers. <laughs> and I do it with my shoulders. Uh, slack. Yeah, you know. You know, I'm not saying this actor, I'm not saying this actor at all, but it's almost like you want Superman to be played by someone with the same body shape of um, Chris Pratt in Parks and Recreation. Yeah. I, I, or Moneyball, you yeah, know? Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. Like he's fit, but he's... I, I, I thought... Uh, I, the guy uh, I suggested to you was the guy who played Ed Kemper in Mindhunter. Yeah. Uh, big guy. Yeah. But, you know, kind of... I've uh, always liked that suggestion. Oh, I would love to see it. All right. Three quick questions. Favourite scene? Uh... The one, the, the to be honest, the not to sound like a teenage boy, but the action scene, the, the Wonder Woman at the beginning, yeah, with the bracelets, yeah, I thought that was very, and, and then the slow motion was actually a good use of slow motion, yeah, like, boom through the roof as I, she's throwing that suitcase away. I kind of didn't mind the underwater fight with uh, Aquaman just because I think they're hard to do to make. It was all right, I liked that. I appreciated the uh, uh, Mira sucking the the water out of. Steppenwolf. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a great use of the power. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. 
maybe the Superman fight scene. Yeah. You know, not, not a lot. It, it's, it is what it is. The running back in time. Yeah, the, oh, the running back in time is very good. Yeah. I like that. Fucking tough ending for Steppenwolf. Like, he gets, <laughs> he gets punched, gets his head chopped off, fucking, he gets pushed back through the portal and Darkseid just goes, yeah, dead. Crushes it. Of course, we yeah. have to see that. The, the curb stomp. Um, the question I always ask you, would this be a better s- series or... Probably, no. actually. Like, maybe, you know, like, maybe if they'd release that as eight half-hour episodes a week, or the chapters that it well, comes if you just in. T- or if you just turn it into an actual series, like, that, that, that yeah, I probably would watch it. If, yeah. if Zack Snyder did a, you know, five-season Justice League show. Oh, yeah. Ten course, episodes course a season. I'd yeah, watch I'd it. be watching that. We'd be talking about it every week. Um, we'd change this podcast to Big Snyder. <laughs> this question is for you and for you only. Yeah. Would this movie be better if the Willem Dafoe character he was playing was the one from The Lighthouse? (laughs) Take up your mantle, laddie. (laughs) Imagine that guy talking to Aquaman. Like, Jesus Christ. A 20-minute soliloquy. Okay. I feel like we've... uh, We're going to Squid Bits now, right? Yeah. I feel like we've skipped over something very essential that needs to be... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, bring it up. Anything. I... What did you think of Jared Leto at the end of the film? That's my first squid bit. <laughs> okay. So, so this is in my squid bit because... Um, that was... So this is in my squid bits part because... So this first part is um, mm. me talking about the, the major differences, like, you know, yeah, from right. that yeah. were in this cut. All right, all right, so, so I s- saved that mm-hmm. for this. So <laughs> we get more of Jared Leto's Joker... Um, like, so I'll be honest with you. I'm not into any of it and I'm it, not into the reach around stuff. I'm oh, not into like, what is that? Oh, like Batman. It might be the worst performance I've ever seen in my life. Right. It, 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 it's, it is like a 16 year old trying to be fucking. <laughs> Oh my god! And also, oh. when when you saw people online saying it's oh. maybe the best depiction ever, it's like, oh. mate, they're not even in the same room. No, what, yeah, yeah. It's so obvious. It's so bad. And then that fucking, <sighs> I'll, I'll kill you. Make no fucking mistake about it. That's how children swear. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. How good would it have been if uh, when? <laughs> uh, Joker refers to him as Bruce Deathstroke goes oh that's right I'd heard this rumour before and then also this weird thing of they've got this secret plan that we've got to do this thing and they're just hanging around out in the open yeah. having a chat and then Superman turns up and it's like oh no he found us yeah. it's like well why weren't you hiding yeah. you idiots you can hear clouds moving together mate you? like you know his you know his powers. He's screaming, fuck you, to the Joker, and you don't expect the <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bruce is over there. <laughs> Better fly over. <laughs> you can hear the Joker talking about how he wants to have sex with Batman. What is going... What, what is happening? What, what is going on? The next time I fuck you, I'm going to give you a reach around. <laughs> this is... Th- like, th- that's insane. Is that is insane. <laughs> like, like, genuinely. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Like, if 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 I were, if I fell in love with someone, and everything was tickety boo, and we were planning for our future, and then my wife said, or my future wife, whatever she wants to be, it's her life as well, and she said to me, I reckon 
that scene between Jared Leto's Joker and Ben Affleck's Batman <laughs> in all honesty rivaled that moment with Heath Ledger and Christian Bale, I would have to say um, I still love you, but I'm just going to walk quietly over to this corner and set myself on fire and shoot myself into the sun. And I'm sorry, but everything's left to you in the will, so you'll be fine. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> what is going it's on? Not good. You know, when the laughter started, you went, oh, no. Yep. Fucking Capital A, I am, I am acting. And, like, not, and not like the way Ledger's going for it. No, you can like go for it and be like, brilliant. But, like whoa. Ledger's, like, you know, he's modulating his voice. Well, he's, and he's, act, he's fucking giving a performance. Oh. It's not sitting on a green screen going, I'm My the Joker. <laughs> You know, what are you doing? That that scene when that um, old guy says, uh, "You know, we're not we're not scared of you," and the way he kind of looks over, you know, yeah. it's like, oh Jesus, like yeah. that is fuck. That is, you remind me of my father. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. I hated my father. <laughs> yeah. Let him go. Anyway, why do we keep bringing up good things when we talk about this? <laughs> Tell you what, though. Love to see a Zack Snyder Joker Batman movie. Make it like Godfather Part 2 and uh, make it go for three hours and have the story that's taking place now and keep flashing back to when the Joker fingers fucking Dick Grayson to death. Because <laughs> that's what will happen. It'll be something awful. Yeah, of course. Like, it'll be something so, like, it won't just murder him. It'll be like, oh. what are you doing to Dick Grayson? Yeah. And then we'll have the same, uh, remember when I raped you in jail, Batman? <laughs> Zack Snyder presents. Wow. What's going on? What is going on? Can you remind me that... I, well, I'll probably have to put a rating for our language on this one. I don't normally put a rating for our oh, language. I, I won't remember. You have to remember that. I won't remember it either. <laughs> if anyone has listened to this and then thought they forgot to put a rating, can you just... Like, don't be an asshole about it. Can you just send me a message and say, Hammo, rating, and I will say thank you and I will fix it. Anyway, don't rape Batman. Don't rape the Joker. Don't rape Dick Grayson. Rape is awful. I'm quoting it's not Zach funny. Snyder. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm, no, 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 I'm not telling you. I'm just saying, don't like, just, they're imaginary characters for kids. What are you doing? Um, Deathstroke, is there anything worth doing with this guy? No. Mate. No. Now he's got a mohawk. The whole, the That's whole... how fucking tough that world is. Oh. He's got a mohawk. Have you seen Teen Titans go to the movies? No. That's great. It's a great anime. It's really good. Right. Uh, and Deathstroke is the villain in that. And, right. the, and the constant joke is they keep thinking that he's Deadpool. Because right. uh, <laughs> he's just this yeah. generic, like, yeah. oh, he's got guns and swords. Yeah, that's funny. Um, we've already said uh, there's, you know, there's heaps of differences between Darkseid and Steppenwolf from yeah. the Whedon to this one. Feels like there's no hope for Darkseid now. Like the, yeah. the only way you could get maybe a, a New Gods thing working is if you went Game of Thrones TV series, right? But, it wouldn't, but people wouldn't accept it, I don't think. Mm. Now that Thanos is... You know, if Thanos was... He's like, done well. well. And if it was like Malkuth the Dark Elf or whatever that no one remembers. Yeah. But, you know, Eccleston. I mean, he's like, he's, in, like, he's like Kramer or Kermit the Frog now. It's like, yeah. you know, everyone knows who that is. Yeah. Um, so the ratio is different. Yeah. Which I can't be bothered going into the differences. The IMAX ratio for but a movie that's going to be watched on smartphones and laptops. <laughs> like, what is, it's so weird. I didn't really care. Uh, like, it didn't bother me. Um, uh, there were some changes in the music. Yeah, uh, there's got to be a fucking block on using Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Really? Like, uh, Hallelujah. Yeah. Which is 
a great song. One of the most beautiful songs ever written, it's, and it's just been used so poorly. The um, there was a guy in a, in America. There's a new um, uh, Slovakian uh, basketball young kid called uh, Luka Doncic, who mm. is fucking great. Mm. Like he is mm. super young. I think he's still only like 22 or something, yeah. and he is. And he did. He's a Dallas Mavericks fan, and this guy did "Hello Luka," and it was really funny. <laughs> and the Dallas Mavericks got him to sing it at the stadium, and everyone was singing "Hello Luka." And I feel like at that point. That's a good ending point, and let's leave it out of everything for ten years. Uh, so we got so, oh, you know, so we got some Dassard, which we didn't get in. Uh, I don't think we got. No, in, no, no. Uh, we only got Stephen. But um, we got a glimpse of Gran- Granny Goodness. Yeah, and didn't she look like someone standing in the background that you wouldn't have realised was Granny Goodness? 100% Once again, again you know, fan service. Uh, uh, the new start, <laughs> the new start with Superman's death is different. <laughs> I've got to be honest, I miss the CGI moustache. <laughs> I like, I like, I like Botox Henry Cavill. Well, Botox Henry Cavill was, it was like the, the bingo of the original Justice yeah. League. Oh, there Whenever we go. Oh, yeah. oh, there we go. It's like he's had a, oh no, Henry Cavill's had a mini stroke and it's just around his top lip. <laughs> they precast him for, with the waxwork from Madame Tussauds. Yeah. It's melting. Um... Did you ever see that uh, Mission Impossible movie he was in? Yeah, man. It was great. It's so, great. So Adam Richard and I saw it at the cinema and we could not stop laughing because our theory was that all of those stunts were really happening and Henry Cavill was the last one to find out that. So every time like Tom Cruise is crashing a helicopter, he's like, what the fuck is happening here? But I, I thought he was really good in that. He's great. Great yeah. villain. Great. I, I, great arch ham villain. I wonder... I just... I, I wonder if he could have been a good Superman. Nah. You don't think so? Nah, it's just too... It, they just, they've got to start... If they're going to do another Superman, they've got to, they've got to start thinking outside the box. Yeah. It can't just be chisel-jawed, like... Uh, it's just bo- he's just boring. It's boring. Like, yeah. I think to, to insert the humanity that would make Superman truly interesting, you need a character actor. Right. Well, there's that talk of that they're going to do the Calvin Ellis uh, Superman. And, you know, if you've got my favourite little actor, uh, Michael B. Jordan, in that role. Like, you know, he's a character actor in the body of a sculpted superhero. You know? Yeah, totally. Uh, A lot of Whedon's jokes are taken out, thank... All of them. ...goodness. They're all gone. Like, there's not one. There's no no shots of uh, Flash falling into Wonder Woman's boobies anymore. What is, like, Jesus Christ... (laughs) What is that? Also, the weird Wonder Woman-Batman relationship is uh, completely different. No. Apart from that weird hand-flirty thing. Oh, yeah, I'm a billionaire, uh, you know, guy who dresses up as a bat. I'm an Amazonian of that. Oh, we've touched hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. What? Oh, sorry. Hey, uh, anyway, my name's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I know. You're Batman. Uh, <laughs> my favourite Whedon joke. My favourite Whedon joke is um, like, uh, it's towards the end when Superman shows back up and he says something about like uh, I didn't uh, I know you don't like me or something like that and it cuts to Batman fumbling like he's in Gossip Girl or something going, oh yeah uh, uh, I don't um, I don't uh, 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 n- not like you <laughs> what is that <laughs> like what Isn't is this that the Batman that was branding people yeah. one movie ago <laughs> yeah wow he, he's really fucking turned around he's calming down look I'm Fine branding people, but I just have a real issue with people emotionally confronting me. <laughs> and can you please call me Bruce? 
Um, the final battle scene is longer and much more violent. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so, do you think Steppenwolf is dead after Aquaman stabs him, Superman sends him flying, Wonder Woman chops off his head, and Darkseid crushes his head? And why didn't Flash take a moment to give him a noogie? <laughs> Uh, no Russian family. Thank like, God. How, how weird is the Russian family Thank when you go God. back? And to think that he cut so much out mm. and then added that. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's awful. His, so awful. the only way that's going to work is if they retroactively do to that what they did to the farm scene in Avengers Ultron. That's his Avengers Ultron scene, isn't it? You know, like the farm scene in, oh yeah, here's some Russia. Like if, if that kid grows up to be, you know, a bad guy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. I got whiplash when Flash saved me by pushing the truck too hard. Right. Now I've got to take revenge on the Justice Yeah, yeah, League. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comes back as the turtle. Yeah. Stealing his energy. Uh, the... Superman's story is different, of course. has a quote from one of Snyder's favourite movies, Excalibur, which is the future has taken root in the past. Now, that is interesting. I didn't know that was one of his favourite movies. No. But you know, when I read that, I was like, that explains It does. So I've much. never seen Exc- Excalibur. Excalibur is over the top, mm. and it's like, I haven't seen it for a long time, but it is crazy. Yep. And it has... Who's the actor? The actor who's playing Merlin. Was Sean Connery? No, 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 no. It's... Um, he's having a lot of fun with it. And he's, you know, he's kind of playing it a little bit um, arch as, uh, you know, English uh, actors kind of know how to pitch things uh, back in the day uh, it's uh, oh, Nicole Williamson but it has uh, Helen Mirren in it mm. um, and I think uh, Patrick Stewart is in it Liam Neeson is in it Gabriel Byrne he's right at the start uh, big big movie but um, yeah it's it's operatic mm-hmm. and it explains a lot Uh Thank goodness the Flash Iris scene was restored. What was going... Why did Amber Heard's accent change? Oh, I heard that, but I didn't even really know. Between yeah, the they're, two they're, movies, they're completely different. She's doing a British accent yeah. in the Whedon one? In the Snyder one. In the Snyder one. Yeah. Oh, you know, probably an American market thing. Right. So funny. Uh, the Cyborg storyline is much longer and, you know, more developed yep. as well. Um but also kind of not interesting. No. Like, Cyborg is... Like, I, f- I feel bad for him. But yeah, but again, you're not, given any, you're not given any time to care for him. No. You're introduced to him. The first time you see him, he has his head in his hands. Yeah. Depressed. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, is the exact uh, moment when uh, the title card... Snyder's Justice League comes up right. and I feel like the title matched with the right. the visual is a perfect right. summation of the four hours that's yet to come all I can say all I can say about both movies both versions is they get the title scene <laughs> and the image correct uh, that was also Ryan Choi working with the father who becomes a version of oh, the Adam no and who cares who cares um, that was Richard Donner's version of Jimmy Olsen the actor Mark McClure who plays the cop that Lois takes the coffee too. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, so you fucking shot Jimmy Olsen in the face, (laughs) but but you bring back the actor who played him really nicely in those movies. (laughs) That's weird. Uh, He's also in the Whedon version, but in a different scene. Um, 
Uh, oh, we oh, we didn't get uh, the Wonder Woman struggling to make tea version in the Wii. Oh, that's there, but that was a nice character moment. At least it was some kind of uh, slowing the fuck down. Yeah, I guess so. I just like <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Um, the fight scenes go longer. The language is more adult. I was surprised yeah. one chapter wasn't called fucking superheroes, fucking fighting. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, no after credit scene with the Flash racing Superman. Thank God. Wasn't that great? No. No. Um, so here's something, two more things that I just think are interesting. Rotten Tomatoes. What's the rating with the critics? Uh, I reckon surprisingly high. Yeah, 71%. Yeah, yeah. And 95% rating with fans. Yeah. The funny, do you believe that those ratings would be as high had this movie been released without the context of the whole story behind it? No. No, of course not. No, I think it would have been around the, you know, probably around the 43, 44%, 100%. that kind of thing. 100%. And maybe like a 68, 65 kind of with yeah. the fans. Yeah. Uh, but, so I, I found this really interesting. I'm not normally into this kind of stuff because who cares? Yeah. But, so 71% rating with critics, 95% rating with fans, but it also drew a smaller streaming share than Godzilla versus Kong Judas and the Black Messiah and Wonder Woman 1984, it only led to a 2.3% increase in HBO Max signups the weekend it wow, premiered. Wow, that's very under, so, underperforming. Yeah, so it's kind of... expecting. Yeah, so it's kind of... It's fascinating, yeah. right? Because it dominated, you know... I guess it dominated social media if your algorithms work that way. Yeah, of course. But it's a very small contingent. Who is this movie for? Right. Because it's not even an easy watch. Like, if it's two and a half hours, more people would watch it. Yeah. How many people are watching a four-hour movie? And really, it's only the rubbernecking kind of like, ooh, how is it different from this other shit movie? I, the, the whole thing is just incredible. This movie, all told, when you combine both versions of it, has cost like a billion dollars to make. Mm. It's un fucking believable and yeah. th- th- this is the result this yeah. four hour unwieldy self-indulgent monstrosity yeah you know I mean it really is the Snyder cut it's, it, but it's not the Snyder cut it's just the it's the Snyder showreel yeah it's everything he shot yeah it's like no 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 this is like kill your darlings man yeah Take it down to two and a half hours yeah. it would maybe be a decent maybe be a decent movie or at least an interesting movie yeah, I don't know. What's well, kind I, of? But is but is it maybe? What was the first time you looked at your watch? Oh, minutes in, it was punishing. I, I got to it's punishing. So I got a fair way in. I got a fair way in, and I was so impressed with myself. Yeah. And when I say a fair way in, I was shocked when I looked, and it was only an hour forty. That's good. But I thought I was like two and a half getting close to no, three hours in and it was an hour forty because I because I intuited very early on every scene is taking two or three times longer than it has to yeah. and I'm all for the long yes I'm all for like don't can anyone listening to this that yeah. thinks oh you're just an impact no 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 I my phone I don't do not have my phone on I in, in reverential silence I'm yes. all for it yes you know the shot of in Lawrence of Arabia of um fuck I can't remember the character's name but some character approaching over the horizon yes. uh on a camel and it takes you know four or five minutes for him to reach 
yeah the, the the front of the screen and it's an incredible shot because it's in a context and it's yes. about the vastness of the desert yes, and oh it, my god who the fuck's coming to, is this yes. person an enemy oh yes, there's tension there's mounting tension to it. Yeah. not 40 seconds of five idiots dressed like halloween characters walking up some stairs we don't need 40 seconds of that but every and every shot is that that might that might have been my favorite scene walking up the stairs because <laughs> i was just like when it first started i was like what is happening here yeah. he's got a grappling hook like why isn't cyborg flying doesn't wonder woman fly why isn't flash going ding 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 yeah, ding 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 yeah. something interesting up. did you like the green lantern moment no i mean part of me was like oh that's yeah, cool. We've got the Green Lantern in. Because I do like... Green Green Lantern and Flash are my favourites. Yeah. Um, but again, it was just like... It's not going to lead anywhere. It's just for the sake of it. I'm just at a point now where I wish it was... If they were to reboot it all, mm. do the... Um, oh, what's the artist's name? Um, do, do the Super Friends. Yeah, man. Make, just, make them enjoy hanging out with each other. Oh, there's a cartoon called Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, yeah, yeah, Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah. It's outstanding because it's just full 60s insanity. Yeah. And just embraces the Silver oh, Age. Uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, no. who you might not know the name, but when his artwork was used pretty much as the... Um, that was the artwork that for many years that oh, they that um, referenced. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful and it's clean. And guess yeah. what they look like? They're yeah. mates. Yeah. They hang out. How does Shazam fit into this universe? Oh, I haven't even seen that movie. I didn't mind Shazam. The whole thing, the whole thing is Shazam just, was kind of fun. Yeah. It, it, of course, it ends in a place that is... Uh, that's where it went. But it was kind of... Link McGregor and I went and we discovered that we were both laughing. Like, you know, when you realise you're both laughing out loud at the same time. And I thought, oh, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> I think uh, I think the entertainment value that I've derived from these movies is probably more uh, at this in this in this iteration than it would be if they'd actually done half decent movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Final question. Yeah. You want to see more Snyder Universe? Uh, no, <laughs> like I'll, I'll take it if it I'll take it if it arrives. But I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I no, I have no any love I have for these movies is this car crash version of it, where it's yes. just like, oh my god. Yeah. And when I say I'm glad it exists, I'm glad it exists because that does bring me pleasure. Yeah. But uh, and, uh, I you know, I've had some people write to me saying that they really enjoyed yeah, it, really cool. loved it, and I'm, you know, that's subjective. Cool. Yeah. I'm not, you know, like I, I think it's what it is. But if you like it, go have at yeah. it. There's plenty of things I like that people think is garbage. Yeah. Um, but for me, it look. It's just a hateful vision. It's hateful. Yeah. And I think the world is already pretty fucking hateful. Yeah. And I find in my own personal life it hard to not surrender to despair and nihilism and all the rest. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't really want to wallow it. You know, I, I did that when I was 20. Yeah. You know, I loved watching Requiem for a Dream once a week when I was... 20 yeah have you tried watching that movie now no <laughs> no because it's like I don't yeah I got it I yeah. got it everything's I got fucked it. and everything ends yeah. in fucking horror yeah cool 
What else is there? Yeah. Um, and that's what I feel is being put forth in these films. Just you know, Randy and garbage, and I don't. I'm I'm cool. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I want I want Marvel to stop being so military based. That's why I think yep. I enjoy all the yep. other stuff. I'm enough of that. Yep. And uh, DC, stop being the bummerverse. Yeah. Be, Go away, but, regroup, put rethink. Them, put them. Bring us, bring us JLA. Have them on the moon like gods. Yeah. And who come down and do their jobs and have interactions. Totally. And totally. And look, I think there are things that the DC movies do in the main do better than the Marvel. Like, I am not a fan in the main of the action scenes in the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I think they cut away way too quickly. They mm. create these. Ima- like, I, I rewatched Civil War recently and mm. you know there's that great image of uh iron man and and um fuck, what's his name steve yeah. um fighting yeah. and it's that it's like a, a splash page of the blast oh from yeah, the, yeah 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 and, and hitting the shield it, yeah but it, it's like three seconds bang yeah. get next thing next thing and it's like no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. all good yeah this is the moment like yeah. we can slow for this yeah you can you can give me this for 10 to 15 seconds i'm more than happy with this image yeah and you know well, all the sparks flying off everything so i think marvel could take a leaf out of the book of uh, the snyder movies and go yeah we can well, that's we can stop for a second yeah. and just let people marinate in how cool this looks well, also just for me the best action scene in mm. any marvel movie is and when i say the scene i mean the lead up to the scene mm. as well Captain America in the elevator. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Like the yep. tension of him looking around and more guys getting yep. in yep. and he's noticing people sweating. Yep. And then it just gets to that point where he says, hey, if anyone wants to get off before this starts and you yep. go, fucking Steve Rogers, yep. you are the fucking man. Totally. And it also, and then the way it pays off in Endgame when he leans yeah. over and says how Hydra and you go oh yeah. you have you have done a callback to a great scene that has not undermined that scene totally you know totally and the, and then when and, and then the bang bang you know superhero action sequences the airport fight and then that kind of um, five on one Thanos fight mm. on Titan mm. uh, they are excellent oh, man. excellent when he pulls down a moon yeah like, it's brilliant like that's what you want that's it's brilliant I want... and it's not that choppy kind yeah. of you know you know where it's clearly a stunt double who maybe only had a week to get the moves down so quick let's cut away real quick chop chop that stuff I can't whatever it's nothing to me um so, you know, it's not to completely denigrate the DC movies. I think they no. do do some good stuff. Yeah. But in the main, their philosophy and the the thing they're bring, bringing to the world is yeah. just, oh, come on, man. Yeah. And the lack of continuity in your own storyline, yeah. that's what they need to get on. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been great. How many? What, what are we on? We're at, uh, we are one minute off two hours. Really? Yeah, it's not oh, too that's bad. That's good. I, right? thought we, I thought we were at like three hours. Oh, right. Oh, no, 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 no. One minute, two hours. Brilliant. There might be some people listening going, are you sure? Well, it fucking feels much longer. And uh, to you people, I apologize. And you know what we'll do is we will we will even out this masculine chat and we'll get right back to fucking Sophia Copley when you're next. Brilliant. Back here. Brilliant. 
to Ben Earlwood for spending time with me on the show today. I told you towards the end it gets a little bit fruity, but, you know, just to reiterate, these are characters that are, you know, for kids <laughs> and having this full-on uh, swearing and these weird ideas of what makes things darker and better. I don't know. It just, uh, to be honest, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. So <laughs> I think Ben and I finally snapped right towards the end there. But still uh, a fun podcast and uh, I always love hanging out with Ben. We'll get back on to things that are a little bit calmer when we uh, return to Sophia Coppola. Uh, remember, you can also see Ben in the flesh, and who doesn't want to see him in the flesh, at the live Big Squid Show at Giant Dwarf, May 2nd, 5pm, along with Rove, Alice Fraser, Richard Feidler, AJ Lamar, Angela Foipierre, Georgia Mooney, and Alexi Toliopoulos when we discuss Can We Still Enjoy It? I'm looking forward to hosting that and seeing you there. You can find tickets at the Giant Dwarf website. Uh, There are links at our Facebook page if you find that would be just easier to get to. But anyway, they're there. We're ready to go. We're building up our following here and to help us reach more people, we'd love it if you can leave us a top review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Word of mouth is also a great way to help us out as well. So suggesting us to anyone that you think would be on our wavelength is greatly appreciated. I'll be back later this week with the finale for season one of our rewatch of The Leftovers. That's been fun. I've enjoyed all of your feedback for that. And I have to say, I've also really enjoyed your feedback about the Ryan Hughes uh, podcast from last week. Uh, Getting really great feedback on that. And I'm so glad because uh, he was fantastic. And, you know, getting up at 4.30 in the morning to do these things, you know, it's it's nice to be appreciated. So thank you for all of your feedback on that. Coming up soon, uh, we'll have uh, some returning uh, voices and someone you know very well is making their big squid debut. I'll tell you more about that soon. I'm going to tell you now. Just be patient. I'll let you know very soon. (laughs) Come and find us over at our Facebook page or you can join our private page where you can hang out. Lots of really great people there discussing all sorts of topics, making suggestions. Uh, I really enjoy that space. Really uh, interesting thoughts uh, being shared by people all over the world. If you'd like to be a part of that, just send us a request and you can jump in and uh, meet everyone there. Okay, we've already had two quotes from uh, this person and let's make it a trilogy and finish with one last quote from Grant Morrison. Superman is just this perfect human pop culture distillation of a really basic idea. He's a good guy. He loves us. He will not stop in defending us. How beautiful is that? He's like a sci-fi Jesus. He'll never let you down, and only in fiction can that guy actually exist, because real guys will always let you down, one way or another. We actually made up an idea that beautiful. Yeah, that's my Superman. That's the Superman I want to see more of. Until then.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 